This episode of Juggalo Judgment may contain the end. Listener discretion is advised. schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and Shmeev. It's finally here. This is it. This is the end of time. The final episode. Until, Until the one next after, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the season, like, it's the mid-season finale. season finale, yeah. yeah. Um, guys, this, man, this is the sixth of the, the sixth of the, the, the sixth <laughs> no, it's, it's this is just the sixth. Uh, we're talking about the wraith, the wraith. Like, holy shit! Yeah, an important fucking album. Who would have thought we'd like how many here? how many how many times have we said like oh this is an important album in their history? No, this is probably like the most important album in their history. It's up there <laughs> after like one and four. <laughs> <laughs> one started at four was like. Rocket to the top. Yep, ish. Um, that's a, that's an interesting thing about this because yes, they're, they're technically two albums, a double thing, but the other one didn't come out for a thousand years after this one, pretty much. And also, I'm pretty sure if you talk to anybody who listens to ICP and you say the Wraith, they think this, this one, this, one. and the other one is just called Hell's Pit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, nobody specifies. Oh, the Wraith Shangri La. It's like no, it's just the Wraith. <laughs> yeah. Um. If you are a new listener, this is a cool episode for you to join us. Yes. Thank you. Um, if you're a returning uh, listener, thank you for continuing this long and arduous journey with us. I think if you're a new listener to ICP in general, A, this is a weird place to start with them in general, but this is also a good album to start with. Yeah. yeah it's. I'm going to throw that out there. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. It's, it's definitely interesting. This was an album that... Uh, okay, so ICP had pretty much gone into hiding. After Bizarre Bizarre, after uh, Dark Lotus, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, we only <laughs> we only really heard from them um, here and there on some guest spots, and then um, they kind of resurfaced at the gathering. I don't think that there was really many other like um, uh, like interviews or anything that they did or touring. Uh- Completely um, out of the public eye, basically. Pretty much. Like, they were they were taking time. Because Jay had said, like, after Bizarre Bizarre, um, he just wasn't in a good um, headspace. Um, and so he, you know, took a back seat on a lot of things. He took time to, to kind of get in shape. Um, and just looking uh, after his health. Yeah. Taking care of, care of what he needs to, which is good. Because he's very good to do. And that's the thing, is they had the mentality of, we spent the better part of 10 years building up to this album. This needs to be the greatest thing that we can make it. And, you know, we need to be in a good mentality and, you know, all that, all that shit. It's a good thing that he recognizes that because so many people think that great art comes from people just suffering the whole way through it. And that's wrong and fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like you can't operate like that. Like you just can't like people who are seriously in 
a very bad headspace. Like, you can't lift your fucking body to write something. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't do it. Uh, so I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. That's just a good message to have in general, that, mm-hmm. like, make sure you're... Your head straight whenever you're trying to do this stuff. It will make it better, and it will be better for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that a big concern um, with this album was because of their falling out with Mikey Clark. Mm-hmm. What was the sound of this record going to be like? Clark produced basically everything that they had done in the past. We yep. did have some, you know, some different stuff uh, showing up on Dark Lotus um, and a couple tracks here and there. Bizarre, bizarre. Uh, no, Bizarre Bazaar was Mikey Clark. I thought it had some changes. I thought it had some other ones. Nope. Bizarre Bazaar was the last thing that Mikey Clark did. Oh, uh, okay. Um, oh, that was Forgotten um, Freshness stuff where they had yeah, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so, obviously, that was going to be a big concern because people had grown accustomed to Mikey Clark's sound. Um, basically, the third member of ICP. So, yep. what was this new record going to sound like? What dark, sinister, wicked shit were we going to get out of this? <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> go figure. So, yeah, uh, November 5th, 2002, this album dropped, and people have thoughts. People do have thoughts. I probably should have looked up some people's thoughts on this, but I didn't have any. I, um, uh, unfortunately, I don't know many people who were down at that time, um, or if they do, it was like, Maybe they started getting into them, like, right before this record. Are there any, like, archived Fago Lovers posts from then? Oh, fucking... I mean, if so, it's gonna take you ages to find it. We'll see. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so this album dropped. And, um... Has... Definitely a different sound overall than what we've heard in prior for sure it's also still get a kind of circusy carnival vibe on much of this record this album has a different mood because it's portraying a different mood than Mm -hmm. the other albums the other albums um mostly i mean they have like their you know more party-ish kind of stuff and having fun but a lot of it is aimed outward like their music is for juggalos, but a lot of the stuff that they make is aimed at other people saying, fuck you. Yeah, like, <laughs> stop being shit. <laughs> let's, let's compare it to, like, Amazing Juggle Brothers, which is an album that is very angry overall. For sure. Things like, um, shit, Terrible, yes. uh, Assassins. A lot of those songs are very heavy and... Not so much dark, but directed, I think is the word I want to say. Yeah. Where they, they have a, a direct reason for why they're saying these things, and it's because people equal shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they just needed to make that point known. On this one, this is a... This record honestly feels... To me, like, a weight's been lifted. For sure, yeah. Yeah, this Um, one is very much that. This one seems more like the songs are written for and directed at the Juggalos. mm -hmm. Like, this is, hey, this isn't, like... Like, they still have songs where they're, like, pointing it outwards at other people and, like, yelling shit at them, but... This one is very much like we're speaking to the juggalos like about what we're trying to say here. This is to the people who have spent, you know, 
X amount of years listening to our music and feeling the message that we've been trying to to spread to you all. Yes. Okay. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with saying this is our target audience, and it's it's kind of sucky to say it that way. Like this is our target audience. We need to just you know sink into in, into that niche and just run with it. That's not a bad thing whatsoever. It sounds really like businessy when I say it like that, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, why bother, you know, with Bizarre Bizarre, where let's go all the way, we're going to try and put that on the fucking uh, radios, we're going to put it on MTV. No, fuck it. Yeah. If people weren't listening to it back then, why are they going to bother now? Why are we going to try and reach that? Let's just focus on the people who have supported us for, you know, so long, and we're going to make the best thing that we possibly can to... You know, that we have something to be proud with and that our fans can be proud of it. So, did you find anything at all? I'm working on it. Oh, okay. There's a lot. Well. Uh, we'll get to it as we're, as we're covering all of this. So, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about this? I mean, we said a lot during our just discussion thing. You know, we did. So, I mean, we can, we can kind of just get into this, I think. I think so. How many tracks are on this record? Oh, yeah, hang on. Seventeen, which is kind of a lie in reality. Because yeah, no, there there are two extras. Essentially, twenty. I would say. I can say that. Yeah, track one. We I kind of split in half. Uh, Actually, here's here's a fun thing about that uh, because I was just reading through the book because it has lyrics in it. Yes, uh, and the book itself actually splits all of the tracks up and Uh and notes names for all the things that are in between it. So they knew they knew that they actually had twenty tracks on this, and they just crunched it into seventeen, which was a stupid idea. But they wanted to do it for the thing. One more thing of note is that the names of the tracks, as well as in the lyrics itself. Anytime <laughs> yeah. there is the word the, yep. it is written as thy. And this causes problems with all music documentation because everybody... And guess what? Nobody can fucking agree on it. I fucking change it no matter what. It yeah. is the. Yeah, that's what it is. It I am sorry. Is. It pisses me off. So if, if when we get to track eight, if I call it the staleness, it's because it's... The staleness. That's what it's called. Fuck off. Straight up. <laughs> um, I just, I really hated that so much. Like, whenever I was trying to, like, search in my songs, I'm like, why can't I find, you know, <laughs> the staleness? Oh, it's because it's the staleness. And I went and I fucking changed that shit, like, instantly. So the oldest um, posts on Fago Lovers appear to be eight years ago. Okay. So I mean, Fago Lovers is a much older site than that. But so. the forum doesn't seem to have anything beyond eight years. Possible. That or unless it's on their, that or if it's on their old archived site, is there? One? There, there might be. Um, fun, uh, fun fact: this is one of the earlier uh, ICP uh, albums I ever got. Um, when I turned, oh my god, was it that one? When I turned seventeen, <gasps> might have been it. Um. I, um, it was for, uh, my birthday. I had a bunch of, like, gift cards to FYE and shit. Oh, shit. Because people knew what to get me. <laughs> that's, damn, yeah, that's where it's at. And, oh, yeah, it would have been 2007 because there was another record that was, that was newer at the time. Um, I went to FYE and grabbed this. I grabbed Blazer Dead Homies, One Less G in the Hood. Um, I came home with, like, six or seven ICP albums that day. And that was the same day that um, 
I was looking at Forgotten Freshness 1 and 2 that was like $26 or something at FYE, and I was like, ew, that's disgusting. And then I'd gone to Half Price Books, and it was there used for $6. And I was like, booyah. So... Yeah, I've had this. Uh, I've had this album for a while. I have a couple copies of this album because uh, there's actually two versions um, that that each came with a DVD. One of them has a concert performance. I believe it's their concert performance from the Gathering of that year, and the other DVD has the uh, seminar that uh, Violin J did, where um, we we talked about it in our uh, discussion episode, our prior discussion episode, um, where Jay was kind of just giving a brief run through of the history and. Um, what uh like what to expect from the wraith um but i have a couple copies of this uh my first copy got super fucked up by the person who got me into icp oh damn fucking asshole <laughs> we don't talk anymore <laughs> damn. um but i other than that i don't think there's anything else i think that uh well you okay real quick you were already familiar with sound yes correct was this did you hear this like before or after Malenko? Because I know Malenko was another big one for you. Uh, Malenko was the first one that I bought and listened to. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so you got. I, I bought it myself. Uh, I bought this one myself too. I think. Um, I can't remember if it was like shortly after that or something. Okay, I, I just knew that it was a very long time ago. But I'm almost 100 percent sure I listened to Malenko first, just okay. at like uh, recommendation. I just knew that like. Before we even started this podcast, you had knowledge of at least three albums. Yes. And it was like this, Malenko, and was it Mighty Death, Death Pop? Pop? Okay. And also... Bang Pop Boom, I A little bit of Bang well. Pop Boom. Right. Yeah. And then I had bought you... Jekyll Brothers. Jekyll Brothers at one point. And I listened to that, like, I believe I listened to that Once. the whole way through whenever you got it for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. No more preamble. Let's get into this shit. But as we do with every episode, what do yes. we do? Well, normally, we would crack open our Fagos. However, just I, down the road from us, I went to the Dollar Tree. What a store! And they now carry, and they they have every now and then. But this is the first time in a while. Three liter bottles of Fago. Three for a dollar. Three litres. What are we drinking today? We got. Fago delicious fruit punch. I have never had Fago fruit punch. So funny enough, um, like I hadn't had it in a while, and uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, I had Justine trust him. She's like, it tastes like grape, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because if it tasted like grape, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had like that. They had twist, uh, cola, orange. I think diet cola as well. I grabbed like one of each. <laughs> Damn, let's crack this bitch open. Oh, that's might, beautiful. Might want to fix that one. Sorry, it always fucking clips the mic. Yeah, just, just, just. Mm. Very common. It actually is. I'll wait for you. Bear with me. Mm. Ah, thank you. No problem. We're doing teamwork here. It makes the dream work. 
This is usually a lot faster when we just have our own bottles, but it this is. is a very special occasion. It is. This and is going to be a four-hour episode. And the, Oh, God. And this is also a little bit cheaper to do. <laughs> so this That's true. This, it, a, this may not be a, a, once, a one-off dollar for this. <laughs> like, this might last both of us today, and then some, honestly. Not for sure. <laughs> Whatever we don't finish, you can keep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, yes, we need to, to commemorate clink this. these bitches. Clink. That's good. <laughs> That's damn good. I was concerned for a second. You gave a look of like uh, it had like a little weird afterkick to it that it I didn't quite. I, I couldn't. I can't place it. And I'm wondering if like it's a similar aftertaste to what Red Pop does. And I'm like, is literally any. Red colored soda like that a, Fago makes. I don't have like a thing with red pops. So I mean, that's not no. really. Good. All right. Anyway, Fuck it, let's get into this. Start with the first track on here. Walk into thy light. I hate you. Well, let's get to talking right now. Yes, because we have a spoken word intro. We do. Who is speaking right now? Uh, it sounded to me like Jump Steady. It is totally Jump Steady. So good at this. And holy shit. God, is he good at this shit? He's pretty good. He's got like a his his like enunciation and and the way that he like he he shapes words in yes. an interesting way sometimes. <laughs> like, and that's why like he may not be the best rapper. He does have talker. he does he does have some cool tracks. Yes, but him just setting a tone with his you know spoke if he was doing like open mic night <laughs> just slam poetry yes yeah. i'd be all for that i shit. think he'd make a good slam poet do you think he wrote this too did he write this intro do you I don't know it? i'm curious it might say in there it might another thing to point out though is in the booklet they it's all like separated as if it was an actual holy book um yeah if you look at the let me see uh, da, 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 da. yeah, the tops of all of these are like verses of of a of like a Bible or something. Oh, is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah, that's what some. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Book book four chapter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the very bottom, I think, has the, the creation. Credits. And we're letting this go because this is the actual start to the song. Yes, this is actually going to go right into the this song. Is... Walk into the light. All the vocals were written and performed by Jump Steady. Sick. Yeah. It's, it sounded like a thing you would do. And yeah, you have the the ringleader just running us into it. Foretold everyone. Something dark and wicked this way come. This way come. We told the vanities. Crawling from the dark. In a carnival which we can all. I dwell upon the streets, and I can tell you this, I see some circus juggalo shit going on. People drawn together by rare and scrummy music, and we even gather once a year to put it down. Bloody 
right, nearly three minutes into this track, and we... I mean, granted, it had a whole intro to go. It did. So that was that was valid. We talked over most of it, so that's cool. This track... So, I'm, I'm just going to consider Walking to the Light, like, the, the actual song Walking to the Light, like, the intro track, you know, like, how... You know, there's a, there's an intro in fucking Malenko, and then it goes into the Great Malenko. Like, mm-hmm. Walking to the Light is the Great Malenko for this yes. album. This is the most chill and uplifting intro track. Oh, for sure. Of the for entire... Sure. All of their work. Um, and... The, the production of this, you can already tell, because obviously what you hear in the intro, there's not really much... There's like some ambient sound in it. Yeah. But the instrumental that we hear in this is already way different than anything Emmy's It's fucking Emmy's beautiful. Produced. But it's, it's, it's obviously like... And this is Mike P who produced this record. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they linked up and it was amazing. Um... Like, they were like, okay, we got somebody who actually knows what we want to do. And this sounds different than anything that Mikey Clark has produced for them in the past. For sure. Which is not a bad thing. Oh, no. Um, this is awesome. And, yeah, the, like, first off, big fucking deal here. Who was the first vocals that we heard? Oh, my God, that's true. Fucking Ringleader. Sh- fucking... Which is probably Violin J's Violin voice J. pitched up. <laughs> if you, if you, if so you, it's uh, it, it was Violin J again. No, Shaggy Tudo. <laughs> yep, and it it's Shaggy's being like earnest here, and he's with th- he knows what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. talking about the thing. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't. He's got direction. This doesn't hold for the entire album, but in this track. Oh, there's there's one or two. Okay. He's just off on his own. Okay, <laughs> he's in his world. But but yeah, th- I mean, it's it's a slow like build. Like the as far as again the production goes, like there's a there's a running theme on a number of the songs here where the drums have a very like kind of tribal sound to them a little bit and. I, I don't know if that's supposed to signify anything, but it is, again, it's very different than what we've heard them do in the past, mm-hmm. um, which is already setting this CD apart from their prior stuff. It's almost like, not only is this, like, the end of this initial saga they're doing, but it's also, like, a step in a new direction. Yep. And I don't mind that at all. And you said it's, like, about it being chill. Lyrically, it's fucking positive as shit. Hell yeah, yeah. Like, anytime, like, I, if you look at Violent J and, and Shaggy Tudo, if you look at their face paint, Violent J is a smiley one, and Shaggy Tudo has angry face paint. So, yeah. typically, when I think of Shaggy Tudo, he's more of the angry one. Nah, right here? Uh, he's, he's just hype. Yeah. He's excited. This is, like, if this is any indication of what the rest of the record is going to sound like, uh, spoiler alert, it is. <laughs> um... I hope that you like happy friendly shit. Yeah, because that's what you're gonna get. And they almost it, like in this. So I, we've talked a lot whenever we whenever it comes to this album. Anytime we mention it, like I will I will bring up like people didn't see it coming. 
whatever it is that happened on this album at the very end of it that we will talk about when we get there. Yeah. I still don't know. I don't know what happens on it, but no. people you didn't see it you coming. Didn't, you didn't listen. And you're taking your notes as you're listening to these. Every time, <laughs> every time we get to, to a song and I'm like, did they still not know? <laughs> and in this, if somebody literally listened to this whole album and got to the very end and were like, what? Then I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> Driving down the street, they take out the CD and throw it out their window. They are just shy of, again, just saying it. <laughs> yeah. um, anything else in this one? No, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's really fucking good. Like, everything on, like, this tra- okay, like, you you sent me a text while, while, whenever you were getting your first listen in, and you said, ah, what, what was it? Is this let a me, let me, album? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I will, I will get this. And you posted also that thing on our uh, on our Twitter and probably on the Instagram too. I, don't I remember did post it on there about, um, about this possibly usurping the position of Amazing Jekyll Brothers. How about how about we wait on this text until a little bit later? Okay, uh, I'll, we'll we'll keep moving and then I'll sure. and then I'll say it. I mean, we'll wait until track ten where it's really relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next track, let's go. Ours. Welcome, welcome to, the to show. thy show. Well, hello, boys and girls, come on and see the show. It's the mystical, magical, great dark carnival. Don't bother looking for parking, get rid of it. It ain't like you ever coming back, you fucking idiot. The carnival emerges only when you about to die. Right now, motherfucker, you about dead in the sky. So come and put your soul upon a murder, go round, and we'll strap you down. And I got a spike for your neck with my ninja blowgun. Because I beat a jug a lot of dot, dot, a lot of shogun. I swings my sword down and splits you in two. Before you even fall, I bitch smack both of you. Welcome to our carnival, 50,000 juggalos. Freaks and weirdos and killers at our shows. I'm just glad we down with them, hate to be young. And have a juggalo shedding my skull for the carnival. This God is damn it. <laughs> continuing with the positive-ish. Not, I don't know about maybe lyrically, but instrument, like the instrumental of this. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Happy, bouncy, friendly shit. Man. I feel welcome. As do I. I'd like, I... I'm listening to I want to like, go to this carnival. I, I feel welcome here. <laughs> it's got and there's so much Okay, so there there are certain songs that um you know are meant to portray a certain feeling and all that stuff that do it very, very well. Um I was thinking about this while I was listening to this because this song in particular really does give this feeling to me. Um so, you know, the band that I love a lot, Coheed and Cambria, good times. Mm-hmm. On uh, da, 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 Go to Apollo 2, the whole ending of that is like, just, shit is just falling apart. You know, like every, like it's, stuff is, like it's a, it's very apocalyptic in like the, what's going on in the story that they're telling in this. Mm-hmm. And they have this song that is like, it's not, you know, like a big over the top metal kind of thing. It's more bluesy and shit. 
But okay. the feel of it, it has that feel for me. Like, whenever I listen to it, I'm like, it really feels like it's the end of something. And, you know, all you can really do is just kind of shrug and go with it. Mm-hmm. This has a similar feeling to that, where it's like, some things are ending, but we don't give a fuck. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what, that's the album. <laughs> it's so fucking like... <laughs> Like, it, it feels like, you know, everything's cool, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, this one is another one where it's, like, half, like, mostly directed towards the Juggalos, but also, like, you know, saying, like, uh, Outsiders gotta deal with us, too, at this point, so fuck you anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, There is one part that I want us to double-check, but I don't have a timestamp for it. Is it the chant? It is the chant. All right. Uh, I would say go to about the two minute mark. Would make sense to me. just continues for a better part of this uh, outro. It's a really good chant. It is. It almost sounds like it's something that you would hear on a final track. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. weird that it's on track two. <laughs> I mean, they got that covered already. Yeah, like it's just, <laughs> but it it's it's also kind of like it's not a song, like a chant that you hear at shows. Like yeah. nobody's starting no. that chant. No, it's but too it's long. Still a good chant. It is too long of a chant to do that with. If I'm being honest. Mm, yeah, I guess. Like chicken hunting, it's a call in response. That's the end of it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it's just we we've said it countless times before. When they want to make a good chant, mm-hmm. they can make a good fucking chant. Oh, for sure. So yeah, now. There was a whole thing that I actually kind of wanted to talk about about this. Okay. Because, so, they're talking about, at at the very end of all of this, like, the Dark Carnival has arrived. The Carnival of Carnage. Yes. And so we, we got a glimpse of that whenever we were talking about the Pendulum. Because in the comic, they call up the Carnival of Carnage. Yes. And people are drawn to it, and mm. they're placed on these murderous rides, sort of. Yep. And... For the Juggalos, it's just like, this is a carnival and we're having a blast, you know? They can ride the murder go around and it's like, this is, this is great. This is cool. But the unrighteous will ride that and it will either, like, just destroy them outright if they are beyond redemption. Or it will, like, you know, terrorize them into being better. Yeah, that's what it seemed that, like. That is, what, that is more or less what it said. And it reminded me of an article that I read once that just broke down a series of different apocalypses that different religions have. Okay. Zoroastrianism. Uh, Freddie Mercury was one of them, actually. Oh, okay. People say. It's, it's generally like a known fact, I guess. So, the apocalypse of Zoroastrianism is an interesting one. Uh, part of it is that after the current age that we are in, at some point, uh, all of the metals in like the in the earth will be melted down and form a river, where 
everybody, the living, whoever has survived the ordeal that happens, which is like a great battle of good and evil and stuff, basically all of the dead are resurrected and placed with the living, and everyone has to cross this river of molten metal, which flows down and is, it flows down into the being that for Zoroastrianism represents the source of all bad things, basically. And as it said, the righteous will swim in it as it, if it were warm milk, is what, is what it says. <laughs> so to them, it's fine. And they will cross this river without a problem. And the wicked will burn in it. <laughs> and the article that I'd read had spe- I read had... I haven't found this like since then, but the article I read had specified that it basically like burns away the wickedness of these people as they cross it. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> And that's what the Carnival of Cards has been reminding Like, that's what this this has been reminding me of as I've been listening to it. I'm like, huh. Shit. I have never heard that before. And that is both interesting and terrifying. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty metal. Uh, anyway, do you have anything else for welcome to the show? Welcome to thy show. God damn it. Um, no, no, this is... This is an, uh, another good song. This is, um, we have back-to-back songs that either one of them could have been literally the first track. Yeah. Um, it's just... And that's why they picked both. Yeah. And honestly, Walk <laughs> Into the Light just runs right into it, you know? Yeah. Another thing that we see on this is almost every track, if not all of them, you could put the CD on and not even realize when a song ends, because they basically sure. just go directly into the next track. Yep. That is both a cool thing, and it also, like, annoys me at times, because I like when there's a sense of finality. I definitely, like, was surprised by whenever I actually looked at the tracks and saw, like, oh, this is a different one from the last one. Right, right, right. So Specifically with the next two songs. Oh, yeah. Totally happens. Um, But, yeah, like, it's... With this album, I actually don't mind that, so... So, whatever. Uh, Fuck it, let's move on. Yeah. Let's get... Let's uh, get... Get your wicked on. Sure. I punch bitches in their fake titties. He does. I got warrants in like eight cities. He does. I like the murder of those provoke him. He does. I swing quick and leave a motherfucker's throat hanging open. I drink the blood of a straight rat. He does. Drink my knocks, boogie, where the weed at? I got 18 plus speed. With a plus two dagger from the tomb, a hole was D&D. Detroit City up for like 11 we, we hours. We the wickedest believe. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Stevie Wonderball can see that. Shit, he do. Uh-huh. We'll rip your head off and swing yeah. it by the hand. Until we get blood everywhere. Motherfucker, get your wicked on. For sure, like they they do a, a party murder track. Uh, yeah, they do, and it's <laughs> and it's short. This track is oh, only yeah. a minute forty seven, and it's it's it, in, it's out, and it is probably just perfect for that. <laughs> yeah, like part of me wants there to be more, but at the same time, I'm like, what else can you say? Yeah, it's just it's. I I really like the um, it, this this album has a lot of rock influence on it. Oh yeah, um. 
And obviously, ICP's last two Joker cards did as well. I mean, Great Malenko had a, had a fair amount. Joker Bros had a lot yes. of, of rock lace on it. But obviously, this is... There's a lot of it on here, but it's not so much like continuous riffs. Is yeah. That, like, I'm going to have a lot to say about it on the next track. Like, like, let's just do like a quick power chord for like one beat. Per measure. They'll do a quick little chug chug. Yeah. Let it roll. T- tiny chug, and we're fine. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. This this song is almost nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for it being mostly shaggy, and yet it's it's totally fine. It's a, it's a Hocus Pocus track. It's, it's a very short Hocus Pocus yeah. track. Look, uh, I'm just actually going to consider this song and the next one to just be one track, to be honest. They, they're different, they're distinct, but they run it runs into it and it's boom. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. And I, also they're about the same thing. <laughs> gonna gonna have to stop you there for a second. Almost every ICP song Not is exactly. about the same thing. No, these ones are <laughs> Look, whenever I say that about ICP, I am saying to such a degree (laughs) that splitting them up and putting them right next to each other (laughs) is a foolish decision. But this is what does that thing of it literally runs right into the next song. What's that next song? Murder Rap. This is just Legs Diamond's real voice. <laughs> That's why he sounds like a person. Right this shit, full of my guy hold. I make sure my beats are loud and bold and cold. Violent J is the name that I go by. Waking up with blood on my hands and I don't know why. You motherfuckers trying to get in my path. Don't be surprised when you get a shotgun up your ass. It's the Gators. I got one for that ass too. I'm gonna hang you from a street light mangled in blue. Ooh, you want my shit like a phenom coat. But if you say the wrong thing, I'll put a slit in your throat. So, it's not the answer, no. I'm not a about this song. Yes. This is a cover. Really? This is a cover of the group Above the Law. Oh, shit. Yep. Hmm. Uh, It is almost, for for the verses that they do, because I know that Shaggy and um, Jay's, Shaggy has a verse that just started. You do. um, And Jay has one at the end. You do. um, Where theirs are only like half verses. It's almost uh, exact. They obviously changed some words to fit more to with, like, juggalo-oriented. Yeah. But, yeah, it's almost word for word the same thing. Interesting. Um, and the I'm funny thing about... A, I'm guessing the production is all might be and different from the original, then? Or yes. It? I did not go out of my way to listen to the original, unfortunately, but yes, it would sound probably heavily different. Um, but Violin J, I believe, was a fan of Above the Law um, in their heyday. And much later on... How did they come up before? Above the law? I don't remember. Um, 
I feel like I've seen them come up, like, maybe from, like, a sample or something, but I don't remember. That's probably, most likely, it might have been something from Rida's. That's possible. But I have no idea. Um, but uh, one of the members of Above the Law would, much later on, become a member of the psychopathic family. Oh. So. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> 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 As behind the curtain, he was like the last drip and drop of some Fago. So you need more? Yes, I do okay. need more. Um, but um, whoa, that guitar riff. Oh yeah. Oh, so fucking good. So there's an interesting thing going on in this track, Eth. The the mixing in it and the way that they just the way it's all composed and such. Mm-hmm. Because this is mixed for a rap song. Yes. It is well mixed for a rap song. Like, for, like, any, having guitar in it and stuff like that, uh, I've, I think I've brought it up before that, like, sometimes they will mix things in a way where it's, like, clearly mixed for, like, rock or metal or whatever, mm-hmm. and the guitars are way too punchy and overpowering mm-hmm. that you can't hear the enunciation that is required for a rap song. Uh, these ones, they seem compressed down, and it's, it's not, at you, you know, mm-hmm. the guitar is there, but it's not chugging like directly all up on you. It's not pounding or anything like that. It's just there, yeah. and you can still understand everything that's going on. And another really weird thing is in that hook. I feel like in literally any other song that was being mixed for you know rock or metal or something like that, there would be fucking drums like pounding with that fucking riff. Yeah. And there's not. none. It's there's just there's none the except for that like little sample beat that they have in yeah. between all of that, and it really keeps it with that feel of just it's a fucking rat tune, <laughs> right? It's not, it, it's not anything else. <laughs> it's and it, the thing is, is the mixing on the chorus is it's it's almost too muddy. To me, I can still hear it for the most part pretty fine, but we hear there there's a there, there's a um a sample in the background. Um, we definitely heard it. I think in the beginning of the track where um you hear someone say, "Is there anybody I won't kill?" I missed. It. I believe is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why. <laughs> um, it's just because sometimes like the guitars are very loud in there. Yes, obviously with what the track does. It's for effect, and that's not a bad thing at all. You can still hear the the chanted chorus, and it's fine. Um, it's the important part. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really because we need to hear <laughs> fantasizing, dramatizing, reenacting, murder, murder. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, and there's one other uh, interesting point is towards the end, we um, the the um, that Carney comes back. And tells you about the triple threat of the Wraith, the Great Malenko, and the Ringmaster. Because, <laughs> because, fuck Riddlebox. <laughs> I mean, the Riddlebox isn't a dude. And the Jekyll Brothers just get no love. That makes me so sad. I don't have my sock on there, so I was just kind of making this really awful. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I got nothing else on this one. Yeah, no. Um, it's it's good. It's very well mixed and stuff, and it sounds good, and it, it plays off really fucking well. I 
I'm gonna have to listen to the original at some point for this and see what's different. Yeah. But coming up, we have another track here. We have a special announcement. Is this where we say it? Yes. Okay. So uh, a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, I posted something on Twitter, and nobody figured it out. I was like, I knew something cool involving the calendar. Does anybody know? And someone was like, this? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, probably, but no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it was like they asked me like X amount of time before the gathering. I was like, mm, probably. I don't know. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. So, this episode. Yes. You are listening to it right now on... The day of release. On Feb- February 16th. 16th. One day off. One Shit. day off. Well, you know. I'm, g- I'm going to hold it. I'm going to post it on a Monday. No. That's February 17th. 17th! <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and we... This is, a, like, a happy mistake. It happened when we did Jekyll Brothers. Yes. Recall that whenever we started this, we were doing these weekly. Yes. Then we backed off of it to just once a week. So, like, this Once every other week. Once every other week, yeah. So, this wasn't, like, a... We didn't We didn't plan for this to happen. There was no grand It was, it was just a, It was an accident. Guys. It was an accident. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Guys, um... A year ago, the first episode of Juggalo Judgment came out. Boom. Um, and I looked up, when I, whenever we were like, I was trying to figure out like, okay, well, what albums are coming out when? Um, I looked and I was like, oh, wow, it's we're almost, you know, a day off from... The first uh, Juggalo Day, quote-unquote, was on February 17th, uh, X amount of years ago, which was interesting. But I was like, oh, 17. And then I was like, wait a minute, when did we first start doing this <laughs> and i can't believe it was in fucking february yeah right <laughs> um so yeah it's been a year since we started doing this show and um, we're, we're glad y'all came along you know, for the ride we have thousands upon thousands of adoring fans <laughs> and uh, i was gonna i thought you were gonna say thousands upon thousands of adoring downloads <laughs> <laughs> in total <laughs> <laughs> but uh we are so happy that you know the, the the people who do listen to us continue to listen um you know whether you agree with our opinions on this stuff or not yeah. um it's it's a fun it's been a fun ride for us we don't know how long this is going to keep going on we're going to keep on keeping on i'm a i'm a keep on trucking and um we we bring this up because it's basically like it's our birthday? Yeah. Now lead us well first uh poured out some poured out some birthday shots. Yeah. Mine actually has bourbon in it, Mike's is just straight up <laughs> my, there my, you fruit, go. my fruit punch. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> I shouldn't put that there. <laughs> Thank you. Whew. Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday, bitches. Okay, everybody, it's clown time. Ooh, that burns. <laughs> you good? It's bourbon. <laughs> I got your fucking present hanging next to my nuts. Now when I'm swinging on my hatchet, if it hits you, it cuts. Don't make me chop your head and half and smack the side with the cheek. Because I haven't had my mellow rolling almost a week. The fucking mama brought me here to entertain.
entertain your ass So no matter what I'm doing, I expected the last Now when you see me do a trick and even if it isn't funny, give me props Unless you want your little necks bloody I could probably do a cartwheel or something if you move the couch But that ain't what I'm fucking about I can show your mouth shut and pump air and through your nose and fucking pop your head But we get blood on our clothes, look You basically just heard the entire song. That is true. Oh man. We got a shaggy solo joint. We do. And holy shit. Proving once again that he is dope on short stuff. <laughs> he seriously excels at that shit. It's a good track. <laughs> like, how many times, and here's the thing is, this is one of the first tracks, um, whenever there was acknowledgement that you had heard some ICP, this is one of the first tracks that you would bring up to me. <laughs> so how many times have I posted on your Facebook or whatever this song <laughs> when it was your birthday <laughs> when it was on your birthday I posted this and song and vice versa I posted this song on our old frontman's Facebook page whenever it was his birthday because he hates rap and probably hates ICP even more and he sucks so <laughs> happy birthday by the way get the fuck out of our band <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, this is this song is short and sweet. Um, yep. There's really nothing else to to go about it. I always like the Rey Mysterio line. It's good. Yeah, of course. You obviously. <laughs> um, you don't know this, but Mike is in fact wearing like a Rey Mysterio mask all the time whenever he records. He never takes it off. Yeah, exactly. He sleeps with it, pretty much. Anyways. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, birthday. Did, did I write anything about this? It's a new page because I wrote several pages. Oh, I just wrote a happy birthday, JJ. <laughs> That's for us. Yeah, I don't know if Violent J's son's birthday is today. Oh, is he JJ? Yeah. Little JJ? Violent JJ. Violent JJ. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> I believe it's time. For a song that we've heard before. Blam! Story time, bitch! All across the east side! What? I represent Del Rey! Del Southwest! This gypsy end of mine. You're the lucky one. She died and left behind. An ancient piece of time. I didn't know what it Dreams. I was like, Nightclub, 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 
What you got to say about Blam? Got a lot to say about Blam. Okay. There's a lot to there's a lot to say about this as far as I'm concerned. Okay. At the very end of it, the last verse mm-hmm. sounds like it's going to be like a big lesson about how like <laughs> whenever you have everything you want, like you know, it's not really all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> But he swerves and decides to be fucking honest, actually. <laughs> because, you know... He basically says, coming up from nothing, you know, and now I have everything. And he says, like... When I... says, like, nothing's challenging yeah, and all that stuff. nothing makes me proud. Um, and then at the end he asks if he would give it all back. And no, no, he fucking like, wouldn't. shit. <laughs> and, Hell. you know, that's, that's like a whole thing, like... We're fed stories about how, like, you know, money doesn't actually make you happy and stuff all the time, but uh, nobody's fucking giving it up for some reason. (laughs) The only people who tell us that are the ones with all of the money, so it's almost like they just don't want us to realize that we should probably take it from them. (laughs) Because, you know, money lets you do the things. (laughs) Money lets you exist. Um, Instrumental. It's an interesting one. Yeah. It's got a, kind of a, a Middle Eastern vibe to it, I'm assuming of because of, you know, yeah. Magic Lamp. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> um, this song is just fun throughout. It is really good, yeah. Um, I've always enjoyed this one. Uh, there are two instances of... Words that probably should not be used, however. For real, yeah. Um, I am. We covered it back on Malenko, I believe. Yes, the first, the first one. Yes, I forgot about that. And then um, at the final verse, um, I don't remember it. It's a it's a throwaway like background one. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, maybe I know what you're talking about. And. So this is this is something that I'm I'm gonna bring up and um I'm gonna look back. It's it, it it's gonna take me a second, but I I almost never delete text messages. Okay? Alright. I still have messages from fucking years ago. Oh god. Yeah, exactly. Give me a second. I also never delete them, so I have a lot of old stuff too. Okay, so I don't want to look at that. It's just fucking click that. Okay, so back in 2017, in October 2017, um, oh son of a bitch, did I fuck it up? Did I fucked it up? I did fucked it up. There we go. Um, sorry, this is May. Holy shit. After, um, the, oh god, what was it? I think it might have been the, uh, the Gmo Ski thing. Oh. Um, directed towards Violent J. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't that. It was, um, it was just a song that showed up. On yours because of the six foot seven foot thing I sent you. Okay. Um, and you heard the song I believe it was outlined in chalk. And Jimoski has something in there. Yeah. Yes. And this is it's been this, a minute, I don't this is when we like started even talking about all this kind of stuff like way back then. 
And it's around this time period, from 2002 onwards, where Violent J starts to use homophobic terms a lot more frequently than he did in the past. Which is weird. Usually it's, you know, yeah. you, you taper off as you go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's We hear it on a couple songs in this album, honestly. Um, and on some stuff uh, in, in coming projects as well. It's very, very weird that we're hearing it on an album that is so heavily promoting like this positive vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously like nowadays based on, you know, certain like social media posts and whatnot, like it's kind of like there's, I don't know if I want to say they've learned, but they're <laughs> learning what not to say. Yeah. Um, but this is one of the first uh, songs on here, if not the first song that, that actually like kind of comes up and I'm like, nah. I had an interesting thought about it actually while I was listening through this. Oh, did you hear it? No, I, I know what you're talking about. No, okay. I, was, I was listening to something else actually. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, but no, I, I was, I was thinking about it on the later tracks where it comes up. Um, but no, I had, I had an interesting thought for it as, as to, as to what happens with all of this stuff, because ultimately whenever they start getting into their whole homophobic thing, to me, what I'm hearing is it sounds as though they basically bought in to, like, the whole narrative that gets pushed around, like, gay people and stuff. Like, you know, the, the fucking, like, San Francisco thing where it's, you know, just rich people and stuff. Like, it's, it's associated, like, gay people are just associated with, like, your rich San Francisco people, you know, that whole thing. It sounds as though they bought into that fucking narrative that gets pushed by the exact same people that push all the narratives about them. <laughs> like, right. Because I was just thinking about it, I'm like, alright, you're all about this whole, like, being the outcast thing and all that stuff, and it's like, what do you think, like, is for gay people and stuff? It's the same fucking shit. But they're looking at it from the perspective of, like, oh no, we're talking about those ones who are, you know the ones who are all in the mainstream and stuff, and they're all accepted now, so it's all fine. And that's so far from true. Yeah. <laughs> like... <sighs> it, it seems like that's where it came from, and it's like, you're falling prey to the stuff that you yourself are speaking out about at the same time. And I feel like it's an important thing for everybody to kind of check themselves on stuff like that. Like... You gotta be careful about it. People do it way too fucking much. Like, ever, anybody can do that. I can fucking do that. I mean, we've talked about it throughout the entirety of this podcast, whenever they talk about people in the South and all that stuff. Like, it's the same thing. I mean, those people are thrown to the fucking curb by the same people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's a whole thing. And, yeah, it, it's fucked, is the thing. Uh, you know, you gotta... It's it's hard to kind of rid yourself of that kind of shit, but it's important to try, I think. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I hear it. So, soapbox off. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about blame? I said all I need to say. All right, then. Eat the rich. <laughs> Track number seven. It rains silence.
Shaggy's just yelling to, to die. Yeah. But the wicked clowns never die. Yeah, it's a it's a contradiction throughout this. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I, I I just have one note for this. Go on, rock out, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> like this is. I, I I hear this song and this is definitely one of the tracks that Jay I think. It feels like he wanted to take time so that his voice had the... There's a specific emotion yeah. that I think he's trying to convey in this, and he hits it. Um, and I feel like this might have been a track that he probably spent a little bit more time on. For, for something that doesn't say a lot, <laughs> as in the amount of words, Yeah, it's definitely, like, it stands out on here. And... For it not having a lot of words, I mean, that comes off more because this one actually is a rock track. It yes. is a rock-focused track. Exactly. And as I said with Murder Rap, where I said that was, mixed, that was a very good rap mix for a track, very well mixed for rock. Uh-huh. Like, there's a lot more presence in the guitars and the drums and all that stuff. It's, it's much more there because the way that they're singing and stuff, like, it comes through a lot more clearly than if they were going to rap over it. And it... It works really well. And for sure, for sure. I mean, I don't care as much for this track overall. I can, I can, I can skip this. I one. can see why it would be skipped. Um, it's not bad, it, but I, I could skip it. I think that there there is a specific vibe that you have to be in for for it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, if you're not in the vibe for this song, you might be in the vibe for. I'm not done yet. Oh. <laughs> Well, excuse me. I did want to at least give a mention to what are, what they're talking about, even though it's pretty obvious. Well, what is it? And they're just talking about the afterlife, and now they're, they're excited about it, and you should you should join them. But the, the wicked clowns will never die. But They'll never experience it. Well... Also, if it rains diamonds, that's gonna hurt. Depends on how big the diamonds are. I mean, diamonds, that's a very... It's a, it's a hard material. It is. Like... That's not going to feel pleasant. Maybe, like, ring size? Isn't there, isn't there, like, a planet that, like, literally does, like, it rains diamond? I don't know, because I'm, I'm just on this one. No. <laughs> well, shit. Get on your NASA and, like, find that shit. I do not have the slightest interest <laughs> in, in exiting this planet, honestly. I don't know. Have you been here? I have. <laughs> and still... Every fiber of my being, if I was to go to space, would say, hold on, man, what are you doing out here? This is not a place that you can survive. (laughs) You don't belong here. Go back down to the other one. Yes, I know you probably can't survive there, but you got better chances. (laughs) You can open a door and walk outside of it there. And you got about a 80% chance you'll survive it. <laughs> Here it's about zero. Don't, just don't do it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. That's my take. That's also why I don't care for planes very much. I can do it, but eh, I don't belong there. I can't, I can't just open the door. I don't belong in the sky. Yes. <laughs> I don't belong underwater. I don't belong in a lot of places. <laughs> Space is the one I definitely do not belong in. <laughs> Without this gigantic bubble around me. <laughs> so if you're not in the mood to listen to this song, uh-huh. you can always just go 
to three minutes and twelve seconds. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this one. Uh huh. <laughs> Shit. Mm. 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 I didn't want to do that. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Three minutes, twelve seconds. Three twelve. Sure. We're just gonna play the end of It Rains Diamonds because it immediately goes into the track Bitch Slappers. That's right. Back now. Come on. Come on. Six in the morning, police at my door. Already gotta slap some more. Stuck my hand out through the mouth shoot. Bitch slap sergeant his first recruit. I came out the ass, bitch slap son, grade school, high school, bitch slap with guns. I remember getting baptized by the reverend. Bitch slap the Bible out of his hand. The bitch slap master up in the place. With fame, I bitch slap the sound out your name. They'll call ya, cause you're not here. Bitch slapped out the stratosphere. Mike P did the track. He bitch slapped pop format straight to the back. Don't let me show a bow to your rail. I'm bitch slapping everybody. So, this is pretty much uh, just an ongoing track. There's not really a hook, but kind of a hook at the very, very end. Um. But yeah, we get uh, ICP and Blaze uh, on, on an old-school style beat. It's, yeah. a, it's a direct contrast to what we just heard. Um, self-explanatory. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. It's really all I had. Uh, interesting note, though. This is, I believe, the very first time that we had Blaze and ICP together just that. Really? Um, yeah. Um, interesting. So not, not something that also had, like, Twisted on it, or, you know, we had Blaze and... J and ABK on Straight Out of Detroit. No, I think this is the first mm-hmm. thing we've gotten of just those uh, those three members together. Wow. Um, and it's not bad. It's alright. Yeah. It is It is an okay song. I, I remember um, I used to actually have the two tracks split. Um, <laughs> man, that took so much effort to get it like, I fucking perfect and yeah. it was annoying. And then I just got to the point of, fuck it, it's all one song. Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying. Um... But yeah, there's there's really not much else to say about this one. Um, I mean, it's all right. Yeah, it's 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 kind of sad that this is one of the tracks though that they decided they needed to um, tag on to another one. Um, again, we, we've got like essentially nineteen or twenty tracks on here, but they mash a couple of them together to make seventeen because why the fuck not? Um, they could have just again merged "Get You Wicked" on a murder rap and split these two. And it actually probably would have settled the entire album pretty cleanly. Probably. The only thing that I would say is Bitch Slap is, is one of the tracks that has the least to do with it with the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like it was kind of a let's make this song. Okay, now what do we do with it? But Mike, they stand by every lyric on this album. They stand by every lyric on this Every single one? Every single one. Every single one. <laughs> so let's move on. We're gonna go to track number eight. This is Thy Staleness. Police Nation Mooney speaking. Calm down, I can't understand you. What? Clowns, And now they're at your front door, huh? Killer 
thing there, buddy. I'm a top it. See the ideas that make you die. Stop it. I don't know why, but your heartbeat offends me. I need to cut you off at the windpipe desperately. Like, how about cutting your own neck? I did. 17 times. Why you think I talk like this before I cut myself? This was my voice. Now give me your neck pipe. You don't have no fucking choice. I'm not ready to die. Neither was ZZE. Oh, what makes you so fucking special? You can escape the reef. You mean rape? I said rape. Now shut the fuck up and give me your windpipe so I can cut that motherfucker. Pick somebody else. I'm picking anybody I can find, and you happen to be the next motherfucking line. Okay. Let's do it. Keep still right there and about one, oh, two, oh, three oh, of those oh. motherfuckers I'm out of here. <laughs> This has probably one of the most subdued beat, beats on this album. It's pretty, yeah. Um, it's it's a very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Did you know what that intro was from? No. Uh, if I'm correct, that is from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Really? Which haven't seen it. Neither have I. It's on the list someday. Because I'm afraid of clowns. No, that's right. But that's why I've never seen it. <laughs> I still have that book over there. Maybe <laughs> not. What? So. The, the Nightmare Hour. It was ten stories by R.L. Stein, and one of them was called Afraid of Clowns. <laughs> oh, R.L. Stein. He's great. I love that guy. Anyway, the staleness. The staleness. Go on. Oh, sorry. Um, yes, I was about to talk, but you know, go I, ahead. I heard you inhale, so go for it. Go ahead. Why is Easy E uh, Shaggy's go-to for excusing their shit? <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, it did on. <laughs> it's on terrible. Terrible. Yeah. It's like all, every single time. It's like like what about Easy? Would you feel better if somebody was murdering you and you were like, "Stop it! I don't want to die." He's like, "Well, Easy E didn't want to die." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you know, you're right." I just gotta go with that, I guess. <laughs> It's like, like Shaggy just... Shaggy, I, I'm sorry the order got messed up. It wasn't our fault. It wasn't Easy es fault either, was it? <laughs> I think that he always just refers to... Or immediately, like, goes to Easy e because he just feels more akin to the members of groups who are not nearly as good. Damn. Hot take! Easy e was a good rapper. Anyway, um, they're, they're just murdering, and it's, it is, in fact, pretty stale to me. Um, and that's the that's the irony of the song. Like yeah. that's literally the point of it. Yeah. However, where this is an era of Jay having unnecessary homophobia thrown out, this is also an era of he can do some really fucking good verses. Um, that just it's like I don't know. I love Jay's verse on this song. I don't know why, but everything about it is like, yes, like, inject this into my veins. It's so good. I love his fucking verse on here because he just fucking flows off, like, quick quick story retelling, and it's just the right amount of graphic that I can actually, like, see it happening as he's rapping it, and I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, the only complaint that I have of the song is that nearly half of this song is a chant that is an outro, uh, 
this song is four minutes long, and that chant starts at literally the two minute mark. Jesus Christ. Um, well, also, uh, Isham, he, he made it. Yes. He made it the whole way yeah. from the first album to the last one with almost no appearances in between. Yeah. He made like two of them. Uh, Beverly Kills. Beverly Kills, and he showed up um, on the Track Bazaar. Oh, really? Okay, I don't remember. Yep. Nothing in between that because they weren't cool. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Because of misunderstandings by Isham, because he tends to do that a lot. <laughs> and he shows up like, all cool, like, yeah, I'm on the first one and the last one. And the last. <laughs> and then he goes, I am the wicked shit. That's what he says? Yeah, he says it. Do I believe it? I don't know. I haven't listened to enough Isham. <laughs> I have better things to do with my time. Like, stare at the wall. In silence. Damn. <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. Um, no, I, I genuinely like this song a lot. Um, it's it's funny that there's, like, it's called The Staleness. He, they have the chant, uh, I'm so sorry that I'm so stale. I'm so sorry I'm stale. But still, I've got to murder your face. Man, I'm sorry I'm stale. Like, that is literally... A joke aimed at fans who are like, ugh, I wish they'd do something else. <laughs> and they're like, well, you got this. There you go. Deal with it. <laughs> Ready to move on? Yep. Track number nine. That was forecast. We gon' always be Some of y'all not gonna make it to Shangri-La. Some of y'all gonna be waking up on some whole other Something has woke me a thump on my roof It was followed by crashing more thumping And soon I jumped out of my bed Thinking I'd been invaded Heard smashing more pounding The sound escalated Looked out of my window Blood dripped down the glass I see bodies lay twisted And mangled on grass I ran into the main room And Shaggy was dead So was Nate the Mac Jump steady and ABK bolted out of the house to see Joke. I heard hundreds of car alarms, saw flames and smoke, and the sky above red. I see dead bodies falling. It's raining with corpses. The blood is upon me. I'm just gonna let this roll for a little bit so you can hear the second verse. Okay, you've heard enough of it. <laughs> that is how the entire second verse basically goes. So that's Hell's Forecast. So, I always forget about this song. Yeah. Because I never listened to it. Um, I have not listened to Hell's Pit ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how does this, like, uh, stand in terms of, like, stylistically to the tracks on Hell's Pit? So, interestingly enough, this is not far off from a number of them. Okay, that's what I was thinking. And? I'm curious, because here, here's here's kind of what I want to know about this. Mm -hmm. So, this one was sort of like, uh, like you know, it is, it is kind of hearkening to the fact that Hell's Pit was going to be a thing. Yes. 
Does Hell's They had already acknowledged that it was going yeah, to come out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. They said it was going to come out a year, like, exactly a year after. Um, and it was a great joke. Uh, everyone laughed. So, did Hell's Pit have a single song on it sort of throwing back to this? No. Because I feel like it should have. did not. That sucks. Yeah. They could have um, done something cool. So, the thing with this song is, I, I mean, I almost never listened to this track. Yeah. Um, like, I don't have it on my phone, like, whenever I would scroll on to, to stuff. <laughs> um, but, so I, I hadn't heard it for legitimately years since we started to, since, you know, we got on to doing our notes for these. Um, I hadn't touched the song in ages. And... Um, this is not happy, friendly shit. No. <laughs> but, and, when I, okay, when I got to my first listen, I did three listens for this. When I got to my first listen, I was like, ugh, I have to listen to this fucking song. Second time I listened to it, I was like, okay. And the third time I was like, I don't love this song. No. But it's necessary. Yeah, I mean, in the in the narrative that they're going with here, yeah, in the I grand, mean, it's it's it makes sense. In, in the grand scheme of it, this is an important song on this album. I I would be very surprised if somebody says this is their favorite song on this trip, this CD. But it I would tell them they're wrong. It is an important one, and also the placement of it is kind of perfect. A little bit, right in the middle. This is dead center in the album. Yeah. To kind of, like, jolt you out of, like, you know, you got all that positive-sounding shit in the first half. Oh, what's this? And the very last... A reminder of the possibility of, you know, if you fuck shit up. Yeah, and the very last line is something along the lines of, and this is my hell's pit, and it, like, it, it scrolls, or, like, fades out. Um... And it's like, oh yeah, that's that is the other thing that's going to be coming out. Yeah. I can't wait till next year whenever we get to hear Hell's Pit. Looking forward to it on this day next year, one precise year from the day that I have purchased this album, <laughs> its companion will be coming out. One hundred percent. There's no chance that it won't. But guess what? It did perfectly. Everything we went. We will probably be getting to it before the end of the year. Oh, if I if I looked up everything correctly, um. So no, this actually, and I I think I need to listen to it a couple more times to really think. Okay, do I really like this song? Do I like it? No. Do I or rather, do I love it? No. Can I listen to it and understand why the song exists? Yes. That's that's really the case. Um, I mean, need to listen to it a couple more times just to to really think. And also, Jay. Is very descriptive. Yeah. And this is one of, like, the most descriptive songs that he's ever written, I think. It's up there. Um, yeah. The the word imagery that I, that I get from this is kind of creepy. Hmm. So, I think that we can continue on. Do you? I think so. I think it's time. Uh, I've skipped, actually. I just skipped the thing up to the very end of Hell's Forecast. Yes. Because... 
there's something that I never really heard in the lead up to to <sighs> the actual next song because the intro of it starts whenever this guitar riff begins, but it just cuts off the beginning of this thing that you hear in the outro of this, and we're gonna hear the whole thing right now. Uh, up next, Juggalo Homies. That was perfect. I'm I'm perfect. This is what's happening here. talk while this rolls in the background. <laughs> this song is perfect. So This is perfectly crafted from beginning to end. It's the message, the production, the composition, it is all perfectly made. God damn, I love this song. So... Oh, fuck now. Yeah? I have a lot of nostalgia with this song. Right on. Um, this is the third ICP song really? that I ever heard. Holy shit. And this is what solidified me as someone who was going to continue to, to look into more of their stuff. Damn. Um, I have memories of the dude uh, who got me into the music, him and another friend, going, to, uh, going for a drive and him blasting this and I'd never heard it before and Everybody's just like yelling the song as we're driving. Yeah. And also, Ugh. there's some guest verses coming up there's right now. There's some guests. Me and my homies stay tight like a noose, and if you step to one of us, you better step to the whole crew. I never knew that I could depend, that I can have some friends. It's down to the very end. Well, that's my homeboys, excuse me, my family. And when we conquer the world, we macking on the galaxy. Cause sky's the limit and we ain't finishing it. My homies gon' ride, then you know I'm with it. Puff it and pass it and I give it to my homies, y'all. Hit it and quit it, then I give it to my homies, y'all. I got the world around my finger with my homies, y'all. And everything is obsolete unless I hear my homies call. We worldwide, we're homies across the planet. Sticking together like zippers on a Michael Jackson, Peter Jackson. They got my back like a tap for that. I love y'all. Hang it till we old and gray like grandpa. <laughs> I heard something that I have never heard in this song before. What was that? Whenever he drops the beat it line, you hear, you hear somebody in the back like, like Michael Jackson, Peter Jackson. Uh, oh, I knew the line, but you hear uh, somebody in the back like, Shamal! <laughs> I've never heard it before! Goddamn! Happens when you listen with decent headphones. Yeah. Um. This is. 
barely an ICP song, yeah. and also 100% an ICP song. Yeah. I, I would give this to somebody who wanted to be proven wrong about any like preconceptions they had about ICP. <laughs> all they're talking about is murdering. Like, hold on a minute. Hold on, yo. <laughs> Listen to this, and I'd be like, just ignore that part where ABK is in the background, like swing your hats, it's on the third. <laughs> swing that, it just if it doesn't I have to connect to yeah, someone's neck. Um, I remember he's just envisioning beating down his yeah. boss, <laughs> uh, which who hasn't? Let's talk about the video. Yes, I actually did not watch it in prep for this. I've seen it here and there, but I didn't. I didn't do any special watches of it. Shame on you. My For shame. Um, the video just looks like it was a fucking blast. Oh yeah. Um, it takes place. It takes place at like a um, uh, like a school. A um, there's a restaurant or whatever, and then like I, it looks like the house is like abandoned as shit, but it's not. <laughs> I'm guessing. But bunch of juggalos everywhere. Um, you get some cameos by a bunch of psychopathic artists. Yep. We see, um, we see Blaze. Uh, we see Isham. We see ABK, uh, very briefly, I believe it's him. Um, and, uh, we see Twisted, who, um, are debuting the look that they would be, uh, showing off for the Green Book that would be coming out. Um, so it was one of the first times they, um, didn't have, like, face paint on it and everything. Um, but yeah, the video just seemed like it was a bunch of fucking fun. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, to to have been a juggalo at that time, I feel like, and and this was this was a single. Like this was the first track released from this. So I feel like there's people who, you know, oh, when you hear the razor, I hear the wicked shit, and then they hear this and they're like. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute, it's perfect, it's the perfect song. <laughs> Everything is amazing. Can't be 16 more of these stats. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know what, give me 20 more of them stat, and just kind of hide some of them. <laughs> but like, no, this, this song is just genuinely uplifting. Yeah. It's fun. It's. I actually okay. So here's here's the thing like, about this track. Like there's like the organ sounds. Yeah, the chorus. there's so much. It's, it's so good. And like things kind of like things like the organ and stuff like float in and out of it just whenever they're needed. They yep. do like a little here and there thing. Uh, Shaggy doesn't have an actual verse, but he is on on that pre-chorus thing, you know, pre-hook dealio. Pre-chorus. Uh, in live versions, they trade off because Jay actually cannot rap all of this because it's literally impossible because he overdubs himself. Yep. Uh, and it's cool. Um, there, the song is a bit bittersweet nowadays because of Twisted, it's twisted yeah. Um, and. I told you, I think I included that in my, I sent you a very long text about uh, another ICP movie for Christmas, like a, like a fucking, um, like a Christmas carol for Juggalos. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> where we they reunite. <laughs> it's still in a note somewhere, I think, but maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know. You keep all the texts, should be in here. Somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, the song, it's, again, it's a little bittersweet because we don't have, obviously, the... Which was it having separated from Psychopathic Records? Um, I've seen this performed. They do this at pretty much every show. Um, 
Did they perform whenever we we saw them last time? I don't believe so. I would I would absolutely remember that one. Okay. Um, they did perform it um at the first show that you and I went to. However, because there was a guest verse by Young Wicked, um, and for the life of me, I wish that I could actually like remember how it went because, um, this was back in two thousand. 15, I think, uh, or might have been before then. I can't quite remember. Um, but whenever they told me, like, POD and everything, they performed Homies, and Young Wicked came out during what would have been Twisted section, and um, he did a verse. And then, obviously, I think it was, like, the following year or something like that was whenever he left Psychopathic and then joined Magic Ninjas, so we never got a recorded version of that. Um, which honestly probably would have been sacrilege. You can't, you know, re-record and get rid of the original version with Twisted. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to the, uh, American Psycho tour, which was in 2011, um, which was ICP, Twisted, and Blaze, um, on that one tour, uh, they did do the song in its entirety, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, that's what I sent you, uh, yeah, that sent video. You a video. I, I saw it. It was, and in it was, Pittsburgh, and, I was and like, it was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cause I was uh, recorded by troll. Um, but yeah. guys, this, this fucking song. Yeah. There's so much about, like I, I could go on for a very it's, long time. It's about heavy, this. heavily featured in, uh, backyard wrestling. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. The video game. Yeah. Shit. It's in there. Cause I, I, this one and I know this is in there and Another, at least one other song from this album is is on there. It might have been Crossing the Bridge, honestly. I, I have but, used this song quite a bit in general because of various turmoil within the family and certain family members that we don't like to deal with. <laughs> Me and my cousin were talking about that because, like, she has a lot of issues with certain members of the family. <laughs> and I was like, let me quote you something from some of the greatest philosophers of our time, the insane clown posse. <laughs> and then they're like... Because that whole, like, if you if you weren't blood, would you still have love? Or in fact, does the blood make you think you have to love is a brilliant fucking line on so many levels. Because, like, your family is not always the best thing for you. And that's just the way that it is. That, that also brings into mind the uh, the blood is thicker than water thing. Yeah. Have you heard the thing about Blood of the covenant. Blood yeah. of the covenant is, is thicker than the water of the womb. Yeah. Which actually means, assuming it this is correct, it actually means that just hearing the blood is like in water, which means, oh, your family is more important than it's anything like else. The opposite uh, of that. No, it means that the bonds <laughs> that you form with uh, with people um, through turmoil. Um, yes, I, I believe it was generally like for war and whatnot. Right. Um, the like, bonds I, you form with those people uh, is actually much stronger than those that uh, you're related to. By being born, I did not swear a single oath of allegiance to anybody in my family. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not, it's not how it works. And sometimes your family is just terrible. Like, there's not, it's nothing you can do about that. They say you can't choose your family, and that's true. That's a negative. That's a, that's a pretty, like, bad thing. Um, but yeah, and this, this song is just very good. I sent this to, I sent this to one of my homies uh, because they somebody asked them why they use the word homies all the time. And they were like, it's just the word that I go to. It's just a word that I've always used for people for a very long time. And it's a habit. And so I sent this to them <laughs> and they were like, I was about to say you could walk home, but <laughs> this is actually pretty dope. <laughs> 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 
the uh, the edited it, it transcends the yeah. edited version of this song is kind of funny. Um, there's it's actually just, not a whole lot of swearing in here, which is kind of cool. It's just you know, like you can fuck off, and that's it. If you don't like me, you can fuck on. <laughs> and no, it's apparently it's if you don't like me, you can fuck on. Oh, that's close enough. It's not fuck off. It's it's fuck on. Yeah. And I don't know, but yeah, the chorus is walk on. Um, but yeah, they. They edit some stuff out. It's in the video version if you check that out. I actually have, um, I, I totally forgot about the intro part that has, uh, Rude Boy on the, uh, the answering machine because I actually have the single for this song. Uh, and it's probably the one used for the video where it does not have it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, it doesn't have it on there. And it also cuts out, like, perfect because it has, like, whenever Jay's like, fuck off! And then it's like, it just like kind of fades out. Like, it and but you still hear like the echo at the end. And so it sounds nice. Nice. So. Okay, we talked about this song a lot. <laughs> it's a great, it's, well, it's amazing. I can see people who don't even listen to Juggalo music enjoying this song. Yeah. So, like, th- if they don't like the dating game... <laughs> Is, is this where we need to get into the thing that we tabled at the beginning of this discussion? Which is? I said this was where we were going to get to it. Uh, is this a perfect album? Your text? So I texted you <laughs> a couple nights ago uh, doing my first listen saying, is this album almost perfect? And you responded with, I would argue for almost perfect. Yeah, like I could, I could easily make an argument for the almost in there. And it's 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 hard to say no. It really is. But we still got another seven songs to go through. Also, I did find the note uh, of that <laughs> the Juggalo Christmas Carol, and I'm actually just going to screenshot and post it at some point whenever we release this. Okay. <laughs> just post that on uh, yeah on I've, there I've a couple hours that, after right? we we tweet this one out. Yeah. Alright, let's get moving. Up next, track 11, Ain't Yo Business. Business. I would argue that it is their business. 
when it, it kind of heavily affects their life. I mean, yeah, I guess. And the way that some of the things he's talking about, too. <laughs> There's also a very good line in the second half of this, and it's actually just like a little, like, like a quick little back and forth. Like, it's like the background commentary on what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where he's like, uh, when I was, maybe when I was young, I... Is that the, is that the or pick on everybody else? Or is where where he had bruises and welts? That one. Oh. And you're, you're, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Maybe when I was a boy underneath my shirt, I had bruises and welts. Oh, it's okay. It's <laughs> just like that. It's okay. Um, it looks like, based in my Juggalo Bible, which will no longer be used after this. Yeah, this is the last episode. This is the last thing that was talked about on it. Rest in peace. Um, there was a vinyl single for Homies, and this was the B-side on it. Yes. Which is very interesting. But he has it, called, it written in there that it was called Maybe, which makes sense. Um, I only got one note for this track itself, and that was thematically, this sounds like it would have been on Bizarre Bizarre. Yeah, I can see it. It reminds me of, like, If. Um, it reminds me of Questions. Yeah. Like, just that style of... It's know. that. It, it could have been in the in the Get You Wicked on Sweet at the beginning of this album. It almost fits right with them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's I different guess. stylistically, but it is very much in there. Yeah. Um... Do you got anything for Ancient Business? No, not really. Oh. Well. It's, like I it said, it, like... It, it could go in the get you wicked on sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but at 3.33... I'm glad you took notes for these. I did. I was proud of myself for this. That's good. We have... Oh, volume. Yeah. Uh, there's a hidden track. Sean, the boogeyman, running with the fucking hatchet. Violent J, the juggler, and Shaggy. Sin's got a sexy voice. Allegedly. Collectively known as... Jet super sex, the boogeyman busting the bazooka next. Get wet, the super villains clock super checks. The juggalo and me, I break the bank and your it's super It's the juggler, juggling, juggalo, suggling, suggalo, scrub ninja, motherfucker. All my ex I keep with me, sneak with, I creep with, sever skulls and sleep with. The Southwest Strangler Superplex, some bitch through the limo window, super stretch. Now I wonder, should I shoot your next with the super soaker? Get your soaker. Juggalo wet. Lee, I'm a super villain, I'm swinging my swords and I'm all up on the ceiling. I'm an There's no hook or anything to this. Um, it's just, uh, Violent J and Esham just doing trade-offs. And it's not bad. It's okay. It's, it's kind of short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a precursor to what we assume was going to be supervillains. Mm -hmm. Um, which I believe that the, uh, the original plan was going to be ICP and Esham. Um... And I, I've said this before, Esham, I've never really, like, cared for his solo stuff, but then again, I've never listened to a lot of it. Um, he was kind of always, if he's featured on something by an artist, i like, okay, I'll listen to his verse there, mm -hmm. you know, and there's times where he's got fucking great verses there. But something about him and Violent J, like, together, 
they honestly bring out the best in each other. Hmm. I think that they really try and maybe they try and one-up each other just because Violent J looked up to Isham early on in their career and then I feel like Isham did not reach the levels of success that ICP did. So it's kind of like a friendly competition thing. Um, At least that's how how I view it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting way to frame it. But when they like, when they work together I just think that they kind of push each other to, to make some good stuff. I think like like the rapping itself, like technically, is is really good in this. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it sounds good, and the beat is pretty cool. I think as far as lyrically goes, it, it just kind of sounds like they just took a compilation of a thousand things that they have said before and just kind of threw them in there. Because it was just kind of like, I don't feel like you're saying anything. <laughs> I feel like you might be saying less than nothing with this track. Are you taking the twisted approach on this? I think they're taking a twisted approach. I'm being honest. If I'm being 100% honest with you, I think they're taking the twisted hey, approach. But hey, hey, twisted verse was great in homies. But instead of saying, oh, in homies, it's amazing. It's Their verses are so goddamn good in homies. We're going back to Juggalo Homies right now. Jesus Christ, twisted. It's so good. <laughs> It's, We're talking about supervillains. I don't care about supervillains. <laughs> I could skip right to We Belong and then skip again to Candy Pops on Candy Popsicles. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> Do you have anything else on supervillains? <laughs> I'm good. No, I, I think uh, I think I'm good. Uh, I didn't think that this was bad. Uh, I, 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 I thought. <laughs> Sorry, you're just so impassioned about homie. It's such a good song. <laughs> um, I guess we also have to do mention the very last word of this track. Oh yeah, this is one of the the F. It's the other one. one. Yeah, uh, that one. Yep, it's it kind of. They even leave it to echo on the end of it, which is yeah. an interesting choice. Yeah. You know? Jay, why? Why do you do these things? I already put my, my theory forth way back at the beginning of the thing, so... Jay, stop saying those words. Yeah, cut it out. They, they make people sad. Stop it just it. ain't cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. Up next. We belong. You... I fucking hate you. Get out of here. What? Go away. Is there a problem? I hate you so much. So we belong. Couldn't even be the good version. Which one? The one from Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pat Benatar. <laughs> Steve? Yes? Why do you do this? Because I love Pat Benatar. This <laughs> is actually one of my favorite songs of all time. Please type the word ring in. Ring? Ring. R-I-N-G. Why did you hide it there? Because I had to hide it somewhere. This is... (laughs) This is We Belong. 
Feeling like you don't belong like you the only other But some of us scrubs got it worse than you Now homies the call line a crew that belong to Some of us have fuck all the bullshit and dropped out Some of us stood up to fight but got knocked out Some of us like to cuss and don't like your format We like the wicked shit we chose not to ignore Some of us be coming out of more than a broken home Some of us be living out of our cars and carry on Some of us see the budget suites as a real apartment And make it take off your shoes on our carpet Some of us are on parole and can't leave the state And some are dead and gone My homie Blaze can relate And some can't afford a free phone call But them some of us is equal us all Think about that We belong That fail to exist. Some of us have profiles. We belong. At the very beginning of this song, they say they accept all shapes, color, sizes, and genders. Yep. Do you know? You sure about that, Jay? I've listened to some of your stuff, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's true. I'm uh, question a little bit. I guess I appreciate the thought, though. Maybe if they say it more and more, it'll, like, get beat into their heads. Maybe. Or repetition. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, this is uplifting as fuck, though. It's pretty good. This is... I've never cared much for it in general. Really? I don't know. Oh, I love this one. I think it's just the intro that I don't care about, and I'm, I'm just like, I can skip this. <laughs> the song itself is okay. Yeah, I think the, the intro does, like, go a little, <laughs> little tiny bit long. Um, but no, I, I genuinely like. I love this one a lot. Um, the chorus, oh, the chorus is fucking rocking. Um, Continue. Okay, I'm just doing stuff. Oh, <laughs> okay, just fucking talk. Okay, fuck. Um, but um, they actually expand on that chorus in the second uh, second time it comes around. Um, uh, yelling right here, which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that chorus just fucking hits hard. Yeah. I love it. Um, and, uh, the way it, uh, it kind of just, like, just kind of grooves on at the very end. Just, like, kind of fade out. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know. I like the song. I always have, like, the song. Um, it's a fun one for me. Very happy sounding. Got anything else? I... Like I said, it's usually one that I've skipped before, but I mean, like, I can I can appreciate the track itself. It's okay. So here, here's a fun fact, actually. Uh, I never had Ain't Your Business on here, because uh, I guess whenever I ripped it, it just fucked up on it. <laughs> and so I, I, I always just had Juggle Homies going straight into We Belong. Oh. So I would always just be like, why do I have to listen to something after Juggle Homies? <laughs> <laughs> why is Juggle Homies not the, the last song? I don't. <laughs> Why is that not track 17? <laughs> Best ending songs. Pass me by. Nothing's left. Juggalo homies. That's it. <laughs> Moving on? Yep. Track 13. Cotton candy and popsicles. Go step to them bitches over there. Fuck that. You go step to them bitches. For what? Man, look out. Where are you? 
That's a really good hook. That is a good hook. That hook rules. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Uh-huh. This is a good Juggalo love song. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Toxic Love. <laughs> um, toxic Love doesn't have an F-bomb in the first verse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm not wrong. I I I listened to both of them. <laughs> um, what do you think of this one? I like it. It's a good song. It's fun. Uh, Apart from what I said already. Yeah. Um, is Shaggy actually cool with his place in this chain? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't. He doesn't say anything about it, but I don't know if is he just like suffering in silence next to Jay because he's like I don't have the pull for this. I don't know. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This stems all the way back. Does this go all the way back to, like, my kind of bitch? Oh, shit. Do we have to talk about that again? It's true. Was that, was that what it was? Yeah, his kind but of then, bitch is the one that goes out and fucks his friends, but also maybe not. But then also on another love song, he has to kill her because... She fucked his homie. Yeah, same with, I think, uh, First Day Out would have the same thing. Or, no, it wasn't First Day Out. Was it First Day Out? <laughs> no, yeah. it wasn't First Day Out. I thought it was. I thought it was, or it was, it was one of those ones where it, it's another just-out-of-jail song where he has to go murder somebody. <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> What's your deal? How How is any woman supposed to know what, what is the correct mannerisms in which to have sexual relations with well, or think, not with I your friend. I think kind of do imply it in here, but they're implying it from the wrong side. Where he says, uh, like, you know, you probably won't see him again. That's implying that he's not going to ever see her again. I think the implication is that she's supposed to make sure he doesn't see her again. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It could be right. I think I'd say, like, you're supposed to disappear immediately afterwards. Mm. Well. Well. We're gonna have to table this one for next time. I guess. Is there is there gonna be more? Tonight on uns- Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um What's the proper protocol for fucking the insane clown posse? <laughs> um Yeah, I got nothing else in this one. Um It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. I it love has, the, the chorus comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's very good. Um It also has a series of um like samples in like a little breakdown section of it. Yeah, uh, one of them is uh, the beginning. It's it's part of a public enemy verse. It's a big noise. But then the other half of it is one that I've heard a thousand times before in something else. There's another song I know that uses that "Cause I'm from Motown" thing. I do not remember what it is or where it's originally from. Every time I search "Cause I'm from Motown," I get the fucking Temptations. <laughs> did, did you check who sampled? It's not on there. Uh, they have the public enemy one. Wow. Maybe it's on there, but I just didn't know what it was. Maybe it is just a Temptations thing, but if you search that, it doesn't come up with the actual lyrics, so I don't look into it enough. Hmm. Well. Next time on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this song. Um, it's fun. It It's still, like, kind of, like, happy-cherry-friendly shit, so... You know, despite the context, it actually still fits in with the rest of this album. So, yeah. 
I think we're good to keep moving on. I think so. Keep trucking. It's up for time for track 14, Crossing Thy Bridge. Just gotta really soak that in. Mm-hmm. That is heavy. This is a fucking standout. Like, like there is not another track on this that is like that. ICP have done rock songs here and there, scattered throughout. This might be one of the best ones that they've done, legitimately. Um, it's it's kind of like it's slow, kind of like. Plotting, I think, is the word I want to use for it, um, and and just the weight of it is heavy, and that's the, even before you get to the chorus. Yeah. Like, there's just something like there's something in the background of it, um, in the verses that just kind of like it feels heavy. He's got that like Gilmore delay guitar going on, mm-hmm. and it it's it's there. It's very atmospheric, and and the drums are like on that halftime thing. They're still like. It's not, it, like you said, plodding, but I don't feel like, it doesn't feel like it plods because of just the way that it's, the fr- the phrasing on it and all that stuff. I think it's just the tempo of it is why I have yeah. that, that, like, feel. Yeah, but like, the way that they play it, it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel like it's dragging or like it shouldn't be like that. Right, okay, yeah. You know, you're, you're not, you're not feeling like, oh my god. <laughs> And then it drops into the chorus and cut times it, and it's like, shit. (laughs) And I think this also goes into what you said with the um, the the mixing on murder rap. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing with this, and it's fairly clean. Um, It's you're hearing everything that they want you to hear on it. Yes. Um, And we only heard that bit of the chorus, but after the second chorus, there is um, kind of a bridge. That continues that. Um, You're crossing it. Yeah, uh, come on up and open up your door. Um, and at the end of it, Shaggy just like yells out, "Take me instead!" And like we've joked about Shaggy 
with his screams in the past, like, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of unnecessary or whatever. No, like, that is... It just has a sense of, like... It's almost a sense of, like, desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, which, given the context of the song, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but... Yeah, there's... I have nothing bad to say about the song. Um... For people who, you know, like rock tracks, this might be something to send their way if they've never listened to ICP. Again, not every ICP song sounds song is gonna sound like this. But uh, it's a it's a very unique one mm-hmm. and it's really fucking good. And mm-hmm. also like the thing that they're really talking about in it is like compelling, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you think about like you know, death and stuff, whenever it comes to considering judgment in death and all that stuff, you, you usually think about, you know, older people. People who have had, like, a whole life to live and all that stuff, but then, you know, they've had time to recognize the way that things are and what they should, how they should be living their lives and how they should treat others and stuff. And kids don't have that. They don't have the understanding, the experience for things like that. And, you know, is should they, you know, they're, they're innocent by ignorance, more or less, yeah. is, is what it is. Like, they don't know any better. Do they, they don't have a chance to repent for anything because they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's, it's an interesting tune. Yeah. I don't know. I I got nothing more to say on this one. It's why would you make a noise? Why would you make an actual noise? Are you kidding me? Anyway, go on. Click, click, click. Do you need some assistance? No. Okay. <laughs> Continue. I don't have anything else to say. You don't have anything else to say about no. it? No. That's it. We're pretty much done. All right. Well, I guess it's time to move on to. Track 15, Thy The Raven's Mirror. How can I stop myself from murdering your neck? Methadone and Prozac only keep me in check. As soon as it's gone, I'm gonna kill! And that was my last refill. God damn it! I drink lithium and I don't even know what it is. Only reason why you diss me is because you want to sip. Every time I drink it, I piss out a laser and cut holes in the wall with my dick phaser. I'm a due time, I assume. I bit smacked the judge right out of his own courtroom. Then I took the bench and sentenced myself. Eternal happiness and good health, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I represent the hatchet. I see your eyeball looking at me. I'ma snatch it and throw it to the garbage can down the hall and kick you in your ass when you search and crawl for it. That's right. Okay. Raven's Mirror. Yes. Not much to say, but I really like it. <laughs> That's all you got for it? Uh, no, I did have another note after. Um, this, <laughs> this one 
almost sounds more like a, at least from Shaggy's verse, more like a Hocus Pocus track. Yeah. Um, Because some of his stuff is totally nonsensical. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Jay's, Jay is referencing, um, at the very beginning, he says, uh, you know, Jimmy Madrox talked about something like this. Um, I believe he's referencing Madrox's verse in I Want to Die from the first Dark Lotus album. Perhaps. I could not remember. Um, basically about, like, you're dead and just sitting in your coffin and, like, yeah. what the hell's going on He's now. like, can I, can I please just skip to the judgment part of this right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jay, it took us 18 years to get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Shaggy's just doing the murder thing like usual. Yes. This, um, is, this is what I was talking about way back whenever you were talking about Shaggy staying on track, and I was like, it doesn't hold out for the whole thing. Uh, I guess it kind of... I mean, I'm not sure what this track is supposed to be, unless it's like a... Is it a one straight to the other thing? Is it... Is this a before and after? Oh? I don't know. Um, there is a, a, a pretty cool bridge, though, um, that's, uh, because Jay has, like, this vocal effect during his entire verse, um, where it's like you kind of hear it from a, um, like an answering machine, mm-hmm. um, but then there's a bridge that comes up later, um, where he's, it, his voice is clear again, and, um, lays them up with that, that guitar in the background. Uh, Mike P loves these guitars. Oh yeah, like it's not a bad thing. It's just there's a lot of that guitar on this album, and it's just kind of interesting. Um, but no, I don't have anything else on this one. Do you? That uh, that midpoint where between the verses, basically, mm-hmm. um, what I said like right before, this does feel almost like it's another two songs split in half in a way. Okay. Because you don't have that hook again after ver- after Jay's verse. It doesn't come back. No, it does not. Because that's no longer what the song is. <laughs> and his sound has, like, you have that crash part, and then his his entire verse has such a much more somber tone to it. Yeah, the verse. And the rest of the it. The chorus is at the very beginning. Yes. Shaggy's verse. Chorus. And then. Jay's verse and the album yeah. part of it. Yeah, it almost sounds more like a kind of like just a, a like a rock song that you know instead of having a final chorus, like Jay gets his his solo. Yeah, <laughs> squiddly wheelies and you know and that's it. Yeah, it's um, a it's a very weird one in that way where it does kind of feel like it is not a traditional rap songs. songs. Nah, so I mean nothing wrong with that. Nah. I enjoy it. Anything else? I don't think so. Alright, we're coming to we're coming towards the end here. We are. Track 16, Thy Wraith. Always uninvited. Fuck off. Unrespected. Sometimes he creeps, other times he's expected. He hangs out in bad neighborhoods up at the park. He will strike in broad daylight, but prefers the doors. Three little kids caught inside a bird.
So yeah, uh, death uh, doesn't doesn't really give a shit about uh, you know what's what's going on or what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just kind of shows up for you. It's always kind of just waiting for you, and you can't avoid it. And uh, you just gonna not live with it, but you know die with it yeah. <laughs> as as it as it arrives. <laughs> Is this, up to this point, the best Joker card song that we've gotten? Like, named for the... Yes. Great Malenko was really... Great Malenko (laughs) is pretty good. (laughs) However... Uh, Let me think real quick. Malenko... I mean, the song Great Malenko is barely, like, a song. Yeah, I know. You have um, the chanted chorus, right, but everything right, else right. is just spoken word stuff. Jekyll Brothers. You think each. all the way back. Yeah, Jekyll Brothers, they have their intro songs, and it's just kind of spoken word, mostly. Yeah. Um, there Was there one for the Ringmaster? It was like Ringmaster's word that doesn't really care. No. no. Um, the Riddle Box didn't have a Riddle Box track, did it? Um, I think there was. I don't remember. Um, This was just like an intro thing. I feel like there was something. Uh, Carnival of Carnage, we all know. Uh, and it is the best one. Um, I think that's all of them, right? We've covered them all. I think we hit everything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me double check. This one probably is the best one. And I think I think at least... Yeah, there is a truck called Riddle Box. Oh, what is it? Is it just the intro? No. There's the intro and then there's Riddle Box. Oh, I don't remember. But it might have been the same, the same instance of... Like spoken words, <laughs> it's the riddle box. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like this is—it's a well put together track, and like you get heavy chorus again. We're getting more of the rock stuff. Um, then it kind of has like a a bit of a breakdown part later, uh, where they immediately contradict contradict themselves. The phrase. He remains nameless, but we call him the Wraith. That's not how that works. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's not how that works. It does, though. No, it's not. It's yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a real name. That thing. Yeah. Just call him that thing. <laughs> oh, no, you can't, because that's a name. <laughs> Still nameless. Um, but I don't know if you cut it out or not, but um, one of the things that was pointed out in the very beginning was Violent J, in the very beginning, we hear him say the sixth over and over again. It just um, trades off on each side of the, the headphones, which yeah, I thought was really... Swoop in between. I never heard that before until just now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, this is also like kind of weird because you have this track, like the song about, you know, the Joker card itself. Towards the very end, most of the other ones have all been at the very beginning. Yeah, um, but the obviously box one appears to be largely spoken words, where they have like the ladies and gentlemen turn the crank experience, blah blah blah. And no, 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 it's turn the crank. Yeah, and then Jay and Shaggy both say some things, and then it goes back to riddle box. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, That's what it is. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, best song by default because it's an actual song. Anyways. Damn. <laughs> Um, no, this is a good song. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good last song. But wait. Wait just a minute. 
There's one more track. What? Track number... 17. <laughs> 17. 17! To round off the very end of ICP's entire career. Ever. This is it. The sixth Joker's card. The final track! And then and then they died and got replaced like Avril Lavigne. They're going to reveal everything. Everything that this was all about in this track right here. Start playing this shit, dog. Thy <laughs> unveiling. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said it at the beginning, because I knew you made it a point to do this the entire time. So this is a largely sort of spoken word. Yeah, well... It's spoken word, but with rhyming. Well... Eventually. Yeah, whenever they get into the whole thing. He's naming all them Joker's cards. Joker cards. Cards. Jokey case. He says it in a very interesting way at the very beginning. Joker cards. Yeah. <laughs> Card. <laughs> sounds like wait. Sounds like the cake parts. Oh my god. Cake parts. <laughs> Joker cards. <laughs> All the secrets. Every single. One. Who was on the shadowy knoll? No more. This, this is it. This is what's playing at like the end of a of a movie, like <laughs> at, at a uh, like like a coming of age story. Yeah. <laughs> he says no need for the worst talking. There's not been a single backmask thing on this whole album, I don't think. No. I just want to stress Wait, this song is. Six fucking Joker cards to finally there we go. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's another part where he says it too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's right over here. Oh yeah, here we go. More and more of this on every Joker's card. Card. Well, let's play because it, it, it eventually like gets to something. This song is almost eight minutes long. It is, and it's not like oh, this song is four minutes long, and then there's a delay and there's a hit track. No, the song is seven minutes. It does not seven seconds long. And you know what? I think the whole thing is worth it. Yes. This is. It's not them. No. I still don't know what this whole thing is about. I don't. I'm confused. I've been following you through this whole thing. I've been listening since Dog Beats. No. Basement Cuts. Who's... Who? 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 I don't know about that here. No. What? Damn. Is that a two? So I thought it was here for. Huh. Tell us. What? What? What?
I'm just gonna let this continue to play. You know, and have it keep going in the background? Yeah. So, after 10 years, after eight full-length albums, multiple EPs, yep. contracts with some of the largest record labels in the country, a series of compilation albums, a handful of artists signed to the label, multiple gold and platinum records. Yep. These two scrubs, fucking clowns, <laughs> revealed that their big reveal, the big reveal of at the end of six Joker cards, the world would end. It wasn't the world, it was the juggalo world <laughs> in revealing that they believe in God. Yeah. And all they want is other people to do their best to become righteous and lead better lives. Yeah. And it said earlier on in this track, we mentioned more and more of this on every Joker's card. Some of the songs that are playing in the background, like Pass Me By, literally one of them. Yeah. There's so many hints dropped throughout the course of that 10 years. For sure. Maybe in my case, whenever I keep talking about people not seeing this coming, like I am speaking from a point of view where I already knew this. Right. I was listening to all of it, so like I could hear it. But at the same time, I'm like... <laughs> Fact is... That chant, classic. There's people who... quote-unquote, dropped the hatchet after this came out. Yeah. And... The... I've seen some people say that because of how negatively a lot of people viewed this at first, it's one of the reasons why Hell's Pit was made. Really? Meanwhile, they already Sorry, said Hell's Pit was, was gonna yeah. come out. Maybe they did a lot of rewrites in the, uh... Sorry? Maybe they did a lot of rewrites in the time since it, uh... Maybe it was maybe it was ready to come out the next year. Maybe they had a lot of it already written and set up, and they were like, after this response, they were like, "We're retargeting." <laughs> so, and then it took, you know, however I don't remember. I don't actually know how long it took after that. Like twelve years, two years, eleven. So, so yeah, it's it's very, um, and again. You're, you're not part of the, you know, Joe community. You didn't listen to this, you know, since back then. True. I did not start listening until about 2005, 2006. By the time I had been listening, Miracles was already a thing. And right. like, you so. know. <laughs> so the fact is, I mean, I heard this in 2008, 2007, 2008 and had not listened to all the other Joker cards at the time. I think I'd only listened to two or three of them at that point. 
Um, so hearing the song was just like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I didn't have that huge 10-year buildup. You know, I didn't have the 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 anticipation of I've dedicated so much of my, you know, time and energy, you know, going to these shows, you know, trying to grab all the music I could, you know, going to the, the gathering these last couple of years, all this stuff, you know, I am ready for the sixth. And I mean, what if I was somebody like, what if I was 16 when Carnival Carnage dropped? Yeah. You know, and then come, you know, 10 years later, I'm 26 and then this comes out. What's my mentality at the time? Right. I'm sure there's a lot of people who felt that, you know, they felt cheated. And yet there's the line in there, we're not sorry if we tricked you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's all about the subtlety that they used over time that became less and less subtle. Right. And more of just fucking don't be pieces of shit. <laughs> Whenever he says, when we speak of Shangri-La, what you think we mean, I'm like, yes, what? Did you think they meant? <laughs> like, what? What did you think the riddle box? They have six entire Joker cards. That every single one of them is like, "Hey, I'm judging whether you're good or bad, and if you go to heaven or hell." In some fashion, it's like, "Oh, the carnival of carnage." It's a big carnage, a carnival that decides if you're good or bad, and uses that to determine whether or not it's going to murder you. Cool. It's like oh, it's the ringmaster. He's he runs the Carnival of Cards. Yeah, and he has the hand thing. <laughs> um, and then there's the fucking riddle box where it's like you turn the crank, go to heaven or hell. What do you do? What? What? What is there? What? What's? What? I don't. I don't get it. Great Malenko. He's like, look at the bad shit you done. Stop doing it. Be a better person. <laughs> fucking Jekyll Brothers. Jekyll Brothers. Stop making shit difficult for us to perform this show. So you can go where? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very interesting that there's people who were pissed off about it, but then the fact that there's people who, you know, heard it, felt it, and they probably were even more strengthened by it. Yeah. Like, that's a very positive way to think about it. Um, and again, I didn't listen to, to all the other ones first. I think Carnival of Carnage or Ringmaster might have been the last one that I bought as far as the original Joker cards, so... You know, I guess hearing they, hearing this stuff and then hearing that, I'm like, oof. I guess they really wire. did sneak it in subliminally with that wicked shit around it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if some people didn't pick up on it, clearly, I guess they did. So, Shmeef. yeah, that's the wraith. That is the wraith. In my notes, by the way, whenever I was writing this down yeah. uh, and taking notes on all of this stuff, I got to this, and. You know, the way that I mark, mark it down in my notes, I write the name of the song, hyphen, and then I will write my notes. Right. And every once in a while, I make this fuck up where I like put like a period after because my hand just wants to do that. And with this one, I got to the unveiling, and I wrote down the unveiling period, and I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing, I wrote nothing after that. I just left a period, and I was like, yeah, there... What else is there to also, say that is not said in this also, song? Also, we need to we need to acknowledge that in the song Bizarre, there's a backmasked part where he says, Your next Joker's card is holy. Yeah. And then in in, in uh regular it says, play that backwards for secret info. Holy <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I what what more did you want? 
So yeah, this song is really good. I actually like it a lot. It's fun. Uh, it's It's got a good sound to it. It builds really well to a finish. And as we said way back at the beginning of this, whenever you were talking about the chants and stuff, and, you know, like, this is going to be a good chant to end on. They end on just all of them. They yeah. just grab a shit ton of them and throw them in there. You heard them because I left it playing. You heard you got murder go around in there. You got fucking... Dirtball was one of them. Dirtball one, yeah. like fucking Which is yeah. cool because... Because of this song, there were tracks that I hadn't heard of before, because mm. this was one of the earlier CDs I got. So it was really, really cool whenever I got to, you know, buy some of the older albums or harder to find stuff. Like, Dirtball was featured on Psychopathics from Outer Space Volume 1. I'd never heard that. Did they pull, like, just a chant from each, like, album or something? I don't know if uh, they had any from Riddlebox, because I don't remember anything from Riddlebox. Three Rings. Three Rings, that's right. Uh, Ringmaster. Ring, 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 ring. Uh, Round. Oh, Murder Ground was on Ringmaster. That, that is such a good album. Holy shit, I need to go yeah, back to that. Ringmaster's not bad. <laughs> uh, obviously, Juggler. Yeah, they got Carl uh, Carl Passing by was Passing on. Passing by was Malenko. Uh, Jack Warlers didn't have one, I don't think. That's weird. <laughs> so squeaky. Um, yeah, they even uh, got Inner City Posse. Inner City Posse got the dog beats. I see Pete. We got the dog beats. Which is cool, because I bought that the same day <laughs> on there, so... I got to hear that already. I'm going to double check, but I don't think... I, too, am going to double check. I don't think that those are in there. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. By unveiling... Do they have this whole thing regarding the butterfly at the end of all of their albums? Or is it just specifically this one that they specifically have the entire... That where they tell the story of it? Yeah. That's the only one we're doing. Interesting. Uh, let's see... Uh, Riddlebox also had um, from uh, Show Must Go On. Uh, Come see the show, big top show. Okay, let's see. Juggler, juggler. Pass me by. This is a world that's from Dirtball. Gotta have, you know, from Fuck Off. Of course. It's a classic ICP album. Three Ring, Work Around. Yeah, that's it. Nothing from Jekyll Brothers. Huh. I'm offended. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mike, that's the Wraith. That is the Wraith. That is the Wraith. That is the whole big thing. The the great reveal. What a garbage album. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Trash. No, this is a really fucking good album. It's it's pretty it is fucking solid. Among their best. Only um, went gold. Ugh. Throughout its entire existence, this album never went platinum. Mm-hmm. How strange. I mean, it's been 18 years. They could, it's about time. It's just so weird that it was such a big fucking thing, you know? I mean... This was hyped. And uh, even if... It was, wasn't it? That yes. Was however... I guess if they weren't on a major record label, they didn't quite... I mean, but they did all of their fucking promotion throughout all of that so shit. So, the distributor that he did, the distributor for this, because this was put out by Psychopathic, mm-hmm. but the dis- uh, distribution company was, I think it was uh, Red. Um, Red or D3? One of those two. The parent company for that, if I'm correct, was Sony. Oh. So, it got put out there. Yeah. And they still did, like, in-store appearances and all that shit. But, in 2002, we are heavily into the file-sharing 
era. I suppose, yeah. Um, hmm. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who heard this because they illegally downloaded it from Napster or LimeWire. And then the they were done because they were like, oh, that's what this city is about. <laughs> the rental effect. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm an atheist juggalo. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's just, I, I could see that as being one of the, the primary reasons why this did not, uh, reach a higher level of, of stardom. I could see that. Certification. Um, very rational people. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look, it, it, Malenko and Jungle Brothers did, but again, they were put out by, you know, Island Records. Yeah. And... They had popularity behind them. That's true, yeah. Um, again, this was only for a niche group. Technically, those albums were too, so it's yeah, just that's, weird. That's, the, that that's, that's the weird thing about it. Like, they were at... I would I would consider them at the top of their popularity at the time that this came out. I don't know if they are as popular as they would have been before this came out. I don't know. I don't know. 99 was a big year for them. And then 2000, because of Bizarre Bizarre dropping with mm-hmm. What's Cold Away and all that stuff, they yeah. were everywhere. So, I don't know. I it, don't. It's tough to call it. I mean, I can't I can't make that kind of call for myself. I don't know. I'd have if to. If anybody has, has their own, you know, ideas on that, so please, got a take on it. please let us know. Because I would like to know. Yeah. I mean, a file sharing I could see being a big thing to it. But... I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> and I mean, you'd think like popular stuff. Maybe like somebody just to come down. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I'm just imagining people like getting early copies of this and then doing that thing that they did with uh, with fucking the Harry Potter books, like running around to uh, stores and yelling. They up. killed Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> the Gargoyle's like, gone. <laughs> Just like driving around the parking lot of Best Buy, blasting the unveiling. <laughs> Someone in face paint just starts crying. Truth is, we follow God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody goes into the bathroom and washes off their face. Yeah, pants, and then like... they all just duck out of line. <laughs> Go home, just tear down their posters, throw out their CDs. Take Sharpies and cover up their tattoos because they don't have an appointment to get them blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. um, Fuck, dude. So, Mike. Yeah. There's a verdict that has to be made. Yeah. Not Not just on this album in general, as we do for our judgments, but... You have your own judgment that you need to come to right now. Uh, do I have to right now? Yes, this is it. So, okay. If We've no... already heard uh, thy unveiling. Now we need to hear thy unveiling. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anybody who who um, paid attention to the social media um, and the time leading up to us recording this, so, you know, fucking four weeks ago, Mm-hmm. Um, or three weeks, I don't fucking know. Mike point. is in turmoil right now, and he can't think about math in weeks. I'm in heavy turmoil. All he can think about right now is 
Which of these? I have said. Is it the Jekyll Brothers? I have said long is before the, the Jekyll Brothers has been my favorite of the original Joker's cards. Yes. Um, I have conceded that it is not the best one mm-hmm. on a musical level. That Great Malenko is their quote unquote best album. It is the one that you give to people if you're trying to get them into ICP to get a, a good rundown of what their style is about. However, Jekyll Brothers has always appealed to me on a different level because um, the emotions that are conveyed in it, uh, what I was going through at the time when I got it, um, and I have always considered it to be a just consistent album. Yes, there are parts of it that I think could be better, but this album ticks a lot of boxes. There's a lot of very good things that are set on here. It is and a unique album in the ICP chronology. And the complaints that I've had with some of their prior ones are almost completely gone here. Hmm. Uh, I have complained about uh, unskippable skits. Guess what? There's pretty much none of them on here. Unless you count the songs that are tacked onto the end of other songs, which are like very long skits. They're songs. <laughs> um, like the little intros that play like at the beginning of We Belong, that's like 20 seconds. Yeah. That's nothing bad. Like the longest one is Walking to the Light. Which I think I have cut because I can actually it's very have easy it be. To do. Yeah. Um. Oh, fuck. While you're thinking about that... This is... Okay, the, the reason why it's been such a big deal is the Wraith has always been, like, fighting, like, between two and three with Malenko for me. And now it's, like, fighting... It's clawed its way to the top. It's, it's fighting hard to get here. It's fighting with Jekyll Brothers right now, and I don't know if I can come to a complete conclusion. It might just be tied. Let me, uh, let me help you out here. Uh... Doesn't mean anything, really. <laughs> like, it's a, it's like it's a big deal for me because I have spent so much time of dedicating my like enjoyment to ICP being like fucking Jekyll Bros is the goddamn best. But like, and now I'm like, but happy friendly shit. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Jekyll Brothers is still like the foundation upon which you built all of it. That that is true. It doesn't between that and that doesn't and change. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's I, uh, and I don't. I think I, it's I think I, it's nostalgia that makes me want to say no, but at the same time, I think looking at it nowadays, I have to put them on an equal platform. Interesting. I'm saying I'm saying it. Wraith and Jekyll Brothers tie for my favorites of the original Joker's cards. Right Malenko comes after them. See, my secret is that, like, I don't really rank things very well that, at all. I try not to, but because, I watch too many YouTube ranking videos. That's uh, <laughs> I mean, they're Number always wrong. Number one! They're always wrong, is the thing. <laughs> it's all subjective. It's all opinionated. Exactly. And my opinion is, I can't compare some of these things. I don't think the Wraith is actually adequately comparable to other ICP albums, because it is a standout in its style. And again, they are not the same. They're not the same kinds of albums. None of them really are. No, but again, I think what we said at the very beginning of this was this record is both the end of the first six, but it's also a step in a different sound. Yes. Like this is, this is like the pillars that they were going to build on for other stuff. For sure. Okay. Maybe not so much like lyrical content wise, but Music-wise, there's a lot of stuff that we hear on this that 
becomes a much a, a, a much more well-known staple. Oh yeah, on. the 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 next Joker's card, in fact, has a song that is basically like a continuation of Juggalo Homies in Juggalo Island. That's not on Hell's Pit. <laughs> Don't count it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Bang, pal, boom. It's the next. It's the next Joker's card. Hell's Pit isn't a separate Joker's card. I don't, people don't call Bang Pabu Joker card, isn't it though? I mean, this is, is it not the first ICP, one? The next ICP deck? says it is, but well, guess what? But old schoolers don't say it anyway. Juggalo Island is <laughs> basically a continuation of of that sort of thing. So, anyways, such so songs. Let's go. Let's let's get some songs off of here. Okay, do we have to say homies? Because we know it's, like, the best one on here. Homies. Do we have time. to say it, though? I've played three times in a row. There's <laughs> <my> top three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ignoring homies, because we know it's, like, the go-to one. Okay. Three more. Welcome to the show. Uh, crossing the Bridge, probably. Mm-hmm. That was one I, I, I never think about Crossing the Bridge, it's one that I never listened to much because I didn't. I never really got through like the very end of it much originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of the first time that I've really gotten a, a bunch of listens to it. And every time it comes up, I'm like, "It's fucking jams." Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have. I feel like I have to put the unveiling on there because it's really fucking good. Okay, it's it's tough because I mean, like, there's there's a lot of stuff in between there. Blam is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Walk Into the Light itself is a really good song to start with. Like, it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Those, those ones in general uh, sort of pick up all, all of my feelings on it. All right. What do you got? I got Blam. Uh-huh. I got The Staleness. Yeah? I love that song. Okay. Okay. And... I want to put Weave Along, but I think it's going to be the, the honorable mention. It's got to be the unveiling. Yeah. It's got to be. you got to have that on it's, there. It's so good. You can't go. You get, like, seven songs in it, you know, yeah. put on the chance. Also, I forgot to mention this because I looked it up while we were doing all of this. That cousin from Motown fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Blam. Oh, cousin from Motown, and it's literally the same one. It's literally like those two put together. The fucking better than bad from Public Enemy, and whatever the other one is. Wow, that's funny. I'm still so bothered that I don't know what it is. (laughs) One day we'll find it out. Next time on Unsolved Mysteries. (laughs) So yeah, guys, we did this. We finally. Made it to the end of this. This is it. Holy shit. We got to tell them. <laughs> Guys, what are your thoughts on uh, the Wraith Shangri La? I would like to hear. I would um, I would like to hear again. Uh, we didn't really hear from anybody who was like around at the time and, and saw the, the stuff that happened with it or, you know, was a part of all that. Mm-hmm. Not so fast, Schmeeve. Hey everyone, Schmeeve here. And I have a bit of an update on this. In the uh, time since this episode was recorded, we actually received a message from the homie Phil on Facebook, who uh, let us know he just started listening a couple weeks ago. Uh, Glad to have you. And he offered up some of his knowledge on the old school ICP shit. So, of course, I decided to throw this question out regarding the Wraith and what the fuck happened. And he was happy to oblige. He says, 
Man, it definitely was a crazy time. I was only 13 at the time and I remember a lot of the local cats in the Detroit underground scene were kind of baffled. Like a lot of us knew what it was about the whole time, people didn't want it to be put so blatantly. I remember some of the guys I do music with now completely disassociating with ICP. There was a lot of back and forth between the people who got it and the people who didn't. It honestly reminds me a lot of when the split happened. I was just so young that it honestly didn't change how I felt. I still rolled with it, until the calm. But there definitely was a lot of commotion about it. It definitely was a turning point in almost every juggalo at the time's lives, no matter what age they were. It was like choosing to stay with mom and dad or going out and being on your own. Best way I can explain it. Thank you so much for hitting us up, Phil, and uh, yeah, what else is there to say? Back to you, Shmeev. I feel like I feel like we won't get to hear from anybody who literally dropped out because they wouldn't be listening to this, probably. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's, that unless unless you dropped it and picked it back up. Who knows? Like, hey, there, I've, I've heard of times where that's happened. So, please let us know um, anywhere that we're available online on our social medias. Where, where, what social medias do we have? I think we have, like, is there, do we have a Facebook? We have Facebook. Struggle of Judgment. Do we have a Twitter? Struggle of Judgment. Do we have a, an Instagram? Juggalo Judgment. What about, like, if, if they have, like, a really long message and they want to send it, like, do we have an email? Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. All right, well, let's just say that, like, one of us said something and they don't want to talk to both of us at the same time about mm, it. It happens. Could they hit up one of us, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that both you and I have a Twitter account. Uh, you Each. might be right. I think I have one that's at Schmeeve. Mm, yeah, and uh, I have one that's at Mike Spawn Sej. I was musing the other day about if uh, there is somebody with an at like S H M E E V or something like or some alternate that's like taking all the heat for my opinions. Because <laughs> you know, what if they just don't follow the Juggalo Judgment Twitter and they don't see like my uh, the handle. linked one up at the top and yeah. just like assuming it and just. Going yelling at some other person. S H M E V E. <laughs> and there's just some some stranger miles away who's like, "What the fuck is Dead Body Man?" <laughs> if Dead Body Man's so good, why wasn't that in the unveiling? <clears throat> oh, that's harsh. <sighs> or in a Tony Hawk game. <laughs> so that's it. Once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you it's very much. It's been great having you around to chat with. This uh, is the last I think I know. I do know what's next, I think. Is it the Tempest? It's not the Tempest. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I was looking at a... Uh, we'll be lucky if we hit the Tempest this year. I was looking at Chronology, and it looks like it's coming up soonish, but I mean, it's it's like... It's the next listed full album after something. Uh, it's pretty soon after this. After Hell's Pit. I guess, yeah. There's Hell's Pit, and then an EP. Oh. For ICP. Well, I was and just looking at full things. But, no, we... We... I'll give you all a hint. You thought that we were rocking out here. Just wait until oh, man. the next episode. I have, Wink. I have an idea what it might be. Anyway, that's it, y'all. You know what you gotta do. We cracked open a single Fago at the beginning of this. Yeah. It's about half gone. Yeah. Uh, so it's time for us to get down to a lot of fucking drinking, because you gotta finish your Fagos. I'm glad I just had a mug that didn't have a lot in it.
Peace out, y'all. Peace.